Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of If You Smell What The Art Is Cooking. And I am your host, as always, the host with the most, the Booker the Box trivia champion himself, Archie Mitchell. And tonight, I'm not just joined by one co-host, not just two, but a historical three co-hosts joining me here for the first time tonight on If You Smell What The Art Is Cooking. Please say hello to my first co-host, my buddy Aaron Maxica. Matson. Hello. It's a three-man hammer. <laughs> and to the gentleman who puts all of this together, our director, our producer, Mr. Nate Maxson. Hello, everybody. And Archie, I will uh, pop my frosty beverage right now. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. And finally, to the director of fun over there in the asylum my buddy my day one i've known him since the first day i joined facebook and got involved in all of this mess mr david gold say hi i'm bacon do you smell what arch is bacon <laughs> brother's bacon brother is bacon i ain't joking you smell what arch is smoking <laughs> Now, the reason we're all here tonight as a, I guess, a squared circle or table or, you know, whatever you want to call us, we are going to be covering the 2022 Royal Rumble that just happened this past Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday, a very weird night for a pay-per-view, threw people off, but they were trying not to compete with the NFL and the championship games that were going on. So Saturday night, 8 p.m., starts the Royal Rumble. Gentlemen, I have to say something here before we get into any part of the card. I It wasn't up until like 10 minutes before the show starts that I got into rumble mode, and that's not like me. I'm usually excited the whole week leading to the rumble. I'll watch an old rumble match. I'll, I'll do some research. I just wasn't excited until 10 minutes before. I think it's because, and I, I, don't, I can only speak for myself, because uh, I've found myself being the same way the past few years. Um, I I still am a wrestling fan, absolutely, right. positively. I'll never stop being a wrestling fan. It's my sport. I don't watch football. I don't watch basketball. I don't watch hockey. I don't watch sports. I watch wrestling, and that's my sport. But, and it's an age thing, but I just don't feel the passion for it that I did when I was in my right. heyday as a fan. And I think right. that's what it is because once the rumble hits and mania season starts up, I get a little more, you know, right. A little, bit, you know, a little more amped up, but I, I I'm the same as you. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I mean, I had to work Saturday night and I wasn't even mad that I had to wait till Sunday night to watch it. I right. avoided social media because apparently everybody's a reporter nowadays oh, yeah. with social oh, media, yeah. but um, yeah, that, I mean, I, but I can totally see where you're coming from there. Aaron, you know, we, we, really, we, we Go ahead, David. No, 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 no go, go ahead, ahead, David. Go ahead, go ahead, go right ahead. What, I was just going to piggyback off of that. It was just yeah. not. I think what killed it for me was not just the fact that I don't have the as much passion about it as I used to, but also the fact that twenty-one entrance for the women's rumble was already spoken right. of, and then of the twenty-one, you already knew nine or ten of the mystery participants. Right, right. Which Aaron will have the exact number of, but. Um, <laughs> You knew, you already knew, and then with the men's, you saw like 26 or 27 of the guys already. So you kind of knew right. you're like, oh, there's not going to be very many surprise guys this year. 
And I don't know about anybody else, but my favorite was when Foley came out three times. I thought, right. Great. I, I kind of thought we might get that from one of the women this year because I kept getting like a maybe Nikki A.S.H. might come out as the superhero and then as, you know, but alas, they did not do that. Um, Aaron, were you pumped for the Rumble this year or were you just like, I mean, you don't, I know you and Nate are not big modern product watchers. So obviously, was this a chore for you to watch? Actually, the show as a whole wasn't actually, honestly, a chore for me to watch because it's like, okay. Nate posted something about it, and I, I watched, and this is going to be a big thing when, like, you guys kind of know me. I watched the show from beginning to end and didn't pause it or anything like that. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't watch it for a little bit on Saturday, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll pause it and watch the rest tomorrow. I watched right. this entire show, and it had me, but um, this might seem kind of out of left field or whatever, but the reason the Royal Rumble doesn't excite me anymore is because Pat Patterson's dead. Okay. And that makes sense. To to me it's like I I nobody on the and this isn't like a indictment on any talent on this show. Okay, because because and and when I when I talk about not being like a huge modern product fan, that's never an indictment on the talent. Right. Because talent is fucking amazing. Definitely. WWE talent and the AEW talent, for the most part, and the guys in Impact and all that shit, fucking amazing wrestlers. The the shit they're given is what I don't... Right. The writing is what's ruining them. But, like, when I watch it now, I'm just like, it's not going to be that... It's not going to be that 92 Royal Rumble. It's not going to be that 96 Royal Rumble. It's not going to be that 99 Royal Rumble where it's the guy that fucking created it booking it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It does because we actually have, uh, once we get into the men's rumble, we have a deeper dive. We kind of have to get into a little bit because of some of the reports that are coming out. So yes, it makes tremendous sense. And and I can't remember what year he passed away. Was it two years ago? I think it's been about two two years now. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's not Pat Booker. So <laughs> right. Eventually somebody'll figure it out. And I'm not like, I'm not saying that these rumbles were terrible, but to me it's just like it's kinda like somebody else has to figure it out now. Right, right. right. Grab the reins and, and pull back and see what we're gonna do with it. I agree. I agree. Well All we right, get so- into uh, just to preface this, um, and then I will let you I will definitely let you host your show, Archie. Um no problem, sir. Well, when we get into some of this, I just I would like to say that I am definitely going to push back on the internet wrestling community a little during this show. I understand. So yes. that's coming. Just I did just, so in the asylum Saturday night. Uh, a gentleman who, uh, how are you going to put up for that piece of shit and this and that? And your WWE fans. I'm like, did you even watch? He's like, I read it on Google. I'm like, how can you read something and have it come across as good or bad with a wrestling show? Yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, oh, he did a moonsault. Oh, wow, that was really. I mean, what? You can't read that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, like back in the um, like newsletter days. Yeah, Dave Meltzer would be like, "Oh, rate the show," and it'd be like, "Oh, it was forty six net, like forty six positive, fifty two negative," and then it'd be like, "Watch the show." Didn't watch the show. Right. Really, you didn't watch the show? How are you going to rate something you didn't watch? You can't watch? rate something you didn't watch. No, definitely not. Definitely not. 
So our opening match here tonight at the Royal Rumble, which blew my mind, was the World Heavyweight title match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Reason it blew my mind is because I didn't think they'd put Roman Reigns on, on first. Mm -hmm. You know, the tribal chief, the head of the table, acknowledge me. I understand why they did it as a whole, but it actually turned out to be a great match. It was 30 minutes of these two guys beating the shit out of each other. That was a fantastic match. And you know? um, the uh, going back to the fact that I don't, I don't watch – or I watched the modern product, but I don't watch the modern product with the intensity that I watched it back in the right. day. I wrote down on my notes in the past 365 days in pro wrestling, there are two times that I had a, a, a an emotional pop in a year. One right. was when Hangman Page won the AEW title, Cowboy and the Jim. second and the second was when Seth Rollins came out. To the shield entrance, the shield, the shield yep. gear. I popped hard for that. That was really yep. cool. Okay, yep. I'll well, say I this. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just agreeing. <laughs> I'll say, and the shield was cool. Okay, that was like one of the last things in modern wrestling that really interests me. You know, right. it was like it was like when those the the first time like the NXT guys came out and like destroyed the arena. And then the shield. But when Michael Cole said the shield is the greatest faction in WWE, WWE history. Right. Like, really? Really? Well, he's going by modern day and he's going by how many titles they all three and of them held. What's in his ear. Right. Of course. He's, but I mean, gonna say the shield's the greatest fucking. I, you, you can't, you can't crap all over DX or evolution or any of the other, you know, Groups that have been before the Shield, I agree. I agree. It's a time marches on thing. It's just like in in 1989 when you know they said Hulk Hogan was the greatest WWF champion of all time, and I'm sure there were people going, uh, "What about Bruno San Martino?" Right. You know. So I mean, it's it is. It's just it's a time marches on thing. I know. I think but, I was confused at first when they brought Roman Reigns out first. I was yeah. A little, I was a little bothered by that because I'm like, well, he's the champ. And I'm mm -hmm. all old-fashioned, and I think... The Champion Finesse, under second, definitely. But then I understood why when they brought Seth Rollins out to the right. Shield. I'm like, yeah, it wouldn't have looked good. You wouldn't no. have seen Rollins' and, face surprised. And and you could actually you could actually even justify it without it looking fakey in saying Roman Reigns, because he's the head of the table and he wants to be acknowledged, he wants to open the show, you know? Right. He said, right. I want to be the first man to come out. And, and right. I'm just prefaces, like trying to say like with the shield thing like i i like like you said i liked the shield i thought they were cool and i'm not even knocking seth coming out to it but just michael cole being like this is the greatest faction of all time they, they acted like the shield had not been unified in like 20 years meanwhile it's only been since moxie left like two and a half years ago three years right. ago you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it, you can't act like we haven't seen a Shield reunion constantly. They beat the Shield like a dead horse, honestly, when they were there, all three of them, to reunite, reunite, do it in Saudi Arabia, add Kurt Angle, put Triple H with them one night. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But Seth doing it as a mind game, that's what made it great here because we knew Seth was doing it to bother Roman Reigns and take him off his game. And by the way the match went, it did. Because that first 15 minutes was all Seth Rollins beating down Roman Reigns and just not being able to get the win. 
Right. You know, so. Yeah, and then. Like, how are you going to put the shield over the oddities? I mean, come on. <laughs> I love the oddities. I don't know I if do I'm too. Wrong, but I like them. I don't think they were great, though. <laughs> I love the oddities. I liked the oddities. I don't think they were great, though. I mean, w- 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 WWE Network gave them the worst overdub entrance <laughs> music. Have you what heard that? It? Uh, it's yeah. so oh, bad. it's just yeah, it's an awful, awful like I don't know. It's like if 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 a bunch of drunken elves played the ICP song. So you mean it's, you mean to tell me that they couldn't pay the ICP the twenty dollars they deserve to use the song? <laughs> Shaggy Tudo might have done it for a sandwich. <laughs> so, uh, now, again, took Roman Reigns off his game with this old shield thing that Roman broke down, strapped on his guillotine chokehold, and got disqualified. Now, the ending bothers me slightly, but not enough to piss me off because, as we all heard Seth say leading up to this match, you've never beat me, Roman, you've never beat me, Roman, you've never beat me. So, Roman got frustrated enough to say, shit, I don't care if I beat him anymore. I just want to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And he incapacitated him with that guillotine. Match ends. He walks away. Seth is still laughing in the ring, by the way, which I thought was very Jokerish, very dark and ominous that Seth Rollins was still joking about all of this. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and I will uh, I will read my notes about the match real quick, um, unless okay. anybody else wants to go before me. Um, yeah. Well, but- the... the- the only thing I was going to, sorry, the only no, thing sorry. I was going to say was that um, I thought, out of, like, the match was really good. Like, everything about the match was really good. But I think one of the best spots in the entire match was that fucking spear into the pedigree spot. That was really yeah. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a, that was a spot where it was two guys that, Know each other, like each other, and they trust each other. Yeah, trust oh, each yeah. other and did a really good fucking job with it. Um, what I have here is is and this is where I begin my pushback on the internet. Um, there were a lot of people that were not um, keen on the finish, and they obviously don't watch pro wrestling. And here's why: firstly, the reason this match obviously ended the way that it ended is because we're going to get a rematch. That's how pro wrestling works. Right. You work you work toward a rematch. So um, that's and I haven't got to watch. I don't know. I don't even know what happened on Raw. I haven't even got a chance to watch it. Neither have I. But yeah, I, well, I they, these guys are on SmackDown anyway, so that doesn't matter. Right. But the other the other two notes that I had was every single time he comes out and has a contest and does something in the ring, you go. But you have to walk yourself back to 2014, and once again you have to say, "Huh, Vince was right." Roman Reigns is the star Vince McMahon thought he was, much like Cena, much like Hogan, much like all these people that when Vince starts pushing someone and and the, then people get all mad and they, you know, Vince obviously has an eye for talent. And yes. Roman Reigns proves that every single day. And the only other thing I had about this was the only thing I did not like about this match. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot stand that epileptic camera shift that they do. Oh when, yeah. Like 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 during the chair spot and I hate the camera mm-hmm. work when they go camera 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 camera. I can't even watch it. It's like that is so annoying. I don't know. 
I don't know who thinks that's a good idea, but it's gotta be Vince or whoever the, the, the problem guy. with uh, the fans nowadays, Nate. Um, they don't like long title reigns, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they like the belt being passed between one another. I'm very unless, much happy unless the champion is Biggie or Kofi, because then they get pissed off when they have short title reigns, right? But I enjoy the fact that Roman has had the belt over 500 days now. Yep. Going on almost two years. I think it's great. I think it's great mm-hmm. that Becky has had the belt for almost a year. I mm-hmm. think this is something we used to have in the 80s and early 90s, where and even sometimes in the later 90s, where the belt was held for a long time. Right. And it made that champion and that belt strong. And what Roman is right. doing right now is actually made the universal title which is hard to say, more relevant than the WWE belt. Absolutely. Right. Which it shouldn't be that way, but no, <laughs> more relevant right now. And people are chasing it, which is good. And he's going through different feuds. And he's right. He has not had the same feud twice. Twice. He's not supposed to win clean. Nope. Ever. Like nope. maybe occasionally, but he's not supposed to win clean. Right. Well, he's I mean, he has won clean. He beat Montez Ford clean. He beat, uh, you know, he beat uh, Biggie clean. He beat Drew McIntyre clean. You know, whoever he's faced, except for Lesnar and now Rollins, you know what I mean. But I agree with what you're saying there, David. He is he is changing his game every match that we don't get to see the same finish twice. Yeah. You know, and it's what I'll be honest. It's the only thing that keeps watching me watching SmackDown is Roman Reigns right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, and and I know, I know, there's probably going to be some eye rolling here, um, because even my wife doesn't understand why I dig him. But <laughs> I like Boogs. But anyway, that's uh, it. I got notes on Boogs. But we'll get to we'll get to that during the Rumble match. That dude is strong. But but, but kind of what Nate was saying about the the um, fucking dogs barking at me. But what Nate was saying about the the camera angles and stuff, um, with the chair shots, you know, like they don't they don't let anybody get hit in the head with a chair anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is fine. I understand it, like the whole concussion thing and all that. Um, to me, the multiple chairs to the back is overplayed. It's overplayed. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not vicious or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why use a chair oh. then? I mean, and I look. I'm not looking for anybody to get hurt, but we know the, the move with the chair now. Shot to the gut, big shot over the back, and the guy's down. You know what I mean? And then if you want to over dramatic it, you hit him in the back four or five more times. Like we're tired of it. Don't use the chair anymore. Then like, you know what I mean? Like in a in a realistic. I shouldn't say realistic because it's wrestling, but like in a realistic situation, if you have a chair in your hand, okay, and you're wanting to take somebody out, are you going to hit them 15 times in the back? Right. Or you just one time in the head? Oh. I mean, I agree with you to an extent, but I think they played it perfectly because they it was a gimmick chair yeah. that broke through. I agree. So it made it look more devastating because the chair was physically. Oh, definitely. definitely. Well, well, and like I said, I get that too, but it's like if you're not going to do a gimmicked chair to the head, just don't do the chair anymore. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. 
All right, moving on now to the first of two Royal Rumbles matches, the women's Rumble match. And um, I liked it. I'm going to say this, and you might all think I'm crazy. Maybe some of you will agree with me. The, the fans listening at home might say, dude, why? I like the women's Rumble more than I like the men's this year. I enjoyed this women's Rumble the m- How do I want to put it? This was, I think, even though even though um, I was happy last year that Bianca won, I thought this year's Women's Rumble was a better Rumble Definitely. than last year's. Um, and I'll get into my notes notes as you go through the match, Archie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good Rumble. What about you, David? I thought it was extremely good. I think. They added a couple, sprinkled in some more surprises for us right. than what we had. I do feel, though, and you could disagree, I feel like there should have been some more NXT women in this. Oh, Rumble. definitely. Definitely. I feel like some more of the roster should have been in it. I do love the legend returns, but at the same token, I feel like there was too many this year. It wasn't um, there like nine in a row at one point? At one point, it was seven to nine of them seven. in a row. Yeah. And it was. It was oversaturated, but I, like I said, a lot of them, they did that also because they revealed a bunch of them already. Right. But at the end of the day, it was very entertaining, and that's what the Rumble's meant to do. And you're supposed to have people in that you know aren't going to win. You know, they're right. just returning. You know, they're just coming back to, to uh, you know, make that appearance. And Mickey James knocked an entire door down, wearing right. the Impact belt, being recognized as the Impact oh, definitely. And it was a whole brick wall down. The thing I loved about it was it wasn't just Mickey from Impact. Melina being the second entrant, she's an NWA uh, contracted talent. So we had two different companies being represented other than the WWE. So kudos to the WWE for allowing that to finally happen. And And it was great seeing Melina. She looked fantastic. Um, And David, we made a running joke during the, the chat. There were nine asylum alumni in the women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting to see folks that you just rode in a car with two months ago for an hour. Right. right. <laughs> I, I have – it's later in the match, but in my notes, because I just want to piggyback off what David said about having more more roster, like regular roster stars or, like you said, some, some girls from NXT coming in. One of my notes is actually – Although she's not terrible to look at, I don't think anybody ever was clamoring to see Summer Rae in a ring again. No, we could have had we could have had somebody else, Raquel Diaz, the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, uh, uh, Cora Jade, and the fact that they announced her as the Legend Summer Rae on Monday Night Raw, I cringe. I we're using that. Re- we're using that word. We're using that word a little loosely now. Yeah. In the WWE, she's not in the Hall of Fame yet. If she's going to even get in there, you know, I'm it's... not going to be mad about Summer Rae being involved in anything. <laughs> what did you I think of the say, match? I, I, I just, I just said I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy about getting to see her. Yet I was not Aaron clamoring to see her wrestle. Another thing that I have down here about one of the special guests. Um, I don't know how you want to flow this, Archie. If you just want to, in oh, general, just talk about the match. Just like talk about the match. Whatever okay, I didn't know how you wanted to structure it. Down or in their head, go right ahead. Michelle McCool, 
is better <laughs> now than when she's better now than when she was active. I was watching her. I was like, where was this when she was active? Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. She's have you watched all of her work? She's had some really good matches, especially her it, stuff with Layla. No, but to Nate's credit, what he means is she hit a boot off the top rope on one of the the, the women's wrestlers, and then turned around and immediately hit a faith breaker. And it's like, dude. You weren't doing this when you wrote Michelle McCool with with Layla. You were relying on being a mean girl. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where if you would have been a wrestler first. And that Styles Clash spot. That Styles yeah. Clash spot. That was badass. Yeah. <laughs> Every note I have for her, though, honestly, is Michelle McTaker. McTaker, yes. Every Michelle McTaker. He was telling and, her what to do. And did anybody else think Ivory was fantastic? Oh my god! When she came out, okay, my wife, my wife she cut a promo broke. the entire time she was out there, from the time she walked out to the time she got in the ring until the time yep. she got eliminated. Very CM Punk she reminded me of. My my Let's wife is for those of you that don't know, my wife is is uh, she's a novice at wrestling. She tolerates it, as you know, mm-hmm. and certain things stick out to her at times. She heard the right to censor music? Well, no. The only time while I was watching this entire women's rumble that she looked up from her phone and watched what was going on in the ring was from when Ivory came in to when Ivory left. She was like, well, that's really cool. She seems like she seems like a what did she say? She seems like a really good bad girl wrestler. And I said, yes, this is what we used to see. This is what we used to enjoy. Oh, and we had really China beating her in like two minutes, too. Right. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So just saying. Molly Holly was Reed. awesome, too. Yes. Oh, Molly Holly and seeing her go one-on-one with Nikki A.S.H. was like perfect. Well, and everyone we was were, clamoring for it. Yeah, even, yeah. Even in the chat, I think Shiv was like. Shiv said, yep. He said, He's like, man, I'd love to see some Molly Holly right now. And, and then, then boom, boom, there she comes. <laughs> what kind of Bleacher Report were you reading? <laughs> I wouldn't mind if maybe in, a, in another Raw or so, they had Molly pop, pop back up and face Nikki at the next pay-per-view or a Monday Night Raw or something. Just as a fun match. Because mm-hmm. Nikki has nothing going on right now anyway. I'd say Superhero you know. has to leave town match. And then right. she gets over Nikki ASH or something, you know? Right. Loser leaves Gotham. Uh, Kelly <laughs> Kelly, still gorgeous, but a little lackluster. I think she was in the match a minute. She was, I actually have a note on Kelly Kelly. Go right ahead. And I don't like to um, talk about like people's looks or anything like that, because why do I have rights to look on people's looks? But Kelly Kelly... Doesn't look like Kelly Kelly anymore. No, she doesn't. She like not. she had unnecessary. Like she was one of the people that I saw in this match. I was like, she had unnecessary. Yes, like, cosmetic surgery, and she's not old either. I think she might be now thirty five or thirty six. That's because she was twenty four when she was in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Kelly's an yeah. awesome person, now. That's for sure. No, she really oh, is. No, I'm not knocking her as a person or anything like that. But I'm just like, she doesn't even look. No, she had her nose done, her cheeks done, her whole, and it does. She definitely doesn't look like herself anymore. She but, looks like a Barbie, or like her real name, Barbie. She looks like a Barbie doll. But talking about looks on people, I have no idea. Like I said, I don't watch a lot of modern product shit. But you know what, chick is like, oh my god, she's like a smoke show. Is 
that Aaliyah chick. Who is that? Oh, she was in NXT and she got called up recently. Good lord. Yeah, she's she, they're not doing much with her though. They're they're trying to put her over, but as you can see with the rumble, she's just pretty much there right now. My, um, my only other my only other note, other than when we get to the finish, obviously, or the yeah. ending, is uh I was I thought it was very cool to see Sarah Logan. Me too. Um, because she was an yes. absolute, she was an absolute missed opportunity by the WWE, and I hope that this leads to her getting rehired. Um, and I enjoyed the stuff with her, Liv, and the Bellas. Yes, and that. Uh, other than the finish, other than the ending or ending, and when we get to Miss Rousey, that's all I had. So I didn't want to step over if well, any of you guys had one any of the, notes on one the match. Of the things that I, I enjoyed about the match, we talked. I talked about it with David and. Uh, one of our members, Billy, um, mentioned how many moms were actually in the Rumble. Mickey yeah, James. I, I think Mickey. Bellas, I think uh, Mick Sarah Foley. Logan. I think Mick Mick Foley tweeted about that. Yeah, I believe. And, and you look at that, and you're like, "Wow, the WWE has come such a long way, but these women are still in great shape. They can still go at it, and it's a proud moment to see them." Well, we walked away to raise our family, but we're still willing to come back and kick some ass every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was a great thing to see. Um, Ronda Rousey, although some people say, oh, it wasn't a surprise. They said she was backstage. It was a surprise, though, because considering what this woman did after she lost at WrestleMania a couple years ago and, and saying the WWE's fake, they're working you, this is bullshit, you really wasn't sure if Vince was going to hire her back or not or bring her back. So that's where the surprise goes. My thing always with the whole after she left saying wrestling's fake. Vince McMahon told us wrestling was fake in 1987 when he wanted to promote in New Jersey. I think everybody knows wrestling is fake. So when she said wrestling is fake, to me, it didn't offend me. Um, no, it didn't offend me. You know, I, I don't know. Technology is what's offensive. It's not fake because you would never get hurt if it was fake. It's scripted. Right. right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, David, but my point is I think that I think people got too worked up about that. I think she was just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not defending it or not defending it. I just, I guess it, it was one of those things. It was one of those little blurbs that came and went through the internet right, and through right. shit, and I just didn't care. Um, but can well, I say? I'll be honest. Go ahead. This is what I think about it, <clears throat> and I posted a couple things about it, and people talked or whatever. Like when I said, "Oh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey's back," and she talked about wrestling being fake and this, that, and the other thing. And then they were like, oh, well, huh, she worked everybody. Okay. This is the thing. Working everybody. A, a work, a the work, shoot, bro. A work is not, <coughs> a work isn't making people think something fake. A fucking work is making people think something's real. Right. right. Like if you go out there and say, oh, it's fake, you're not fucking working. No, I Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, like, no, I, like I agree. You're shitting on the goddamn business. Right, she was and, bitter. And, and if she opinion. did it on her own, then she's an idiot. Because she doesn't know what she's fucking doing. And then if the WWE was like, oh, go out there and say it's fake, they're fucking idiots too. It, it's just like, 
they they've lost the plot on that situation. Right. Because now she's like, oh, it's fake. Everything in the WWE is fake. So then she goes into the Royal Rumble and wins, and now she's going to go to WrestleMania and probably beat Charlotte. It's like, well, you just told everybody what you're doing is fake. Well, but, I mean, and again, I'm not defending it or not defending it, but the chicken spilled out of the bucket 30 years ago, you know? I mean, I understand that, Nate. I understand that. Let's it, we're 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 applying logic to an illogical situation, and I, I understand that. I get what you're saying, but Paul Heyman doesn't go on social media and go, "Oh, uh, I turn on Brock Lesnar. It's fake." I know. I know. And I, again, I, I'm not arguing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not arguing. I'm just. I think that we're having a debate. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a much ado about nothing. Well, what if it is actually technically a work and she did get put up to do that so that way she can come back now as more of a heel? Possibly. What if WWE uses that later on in this run? The only problem there is that Becky and Charlotte are both heels. So now you've got heel versus heel versus heel, no matter which way she turns. And these fans nowadays, you could turn someone face in like two minutes. Oh yeah, Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble just now. And they cheer, <laughs> they cheer the heels and boo the faces. You're right about that. So right honestly, that. this could be WWE playing both sides of the coin, and could be actually really genius if it's played correctly. But They're we not all know to. that we, not everything I, is played correctly. We got, we got. We got uh, to the Ronda conversation before she was in my notes, <laughs> but my biggest note on Ronda Rousey is um, I, I I understand why she won because that's where the money is. Oh yeah. My my biggest problem with her was that she she didn't do anything. Oh, she, she, I mean, she in reality she she spent most of the time just standing in the corner punching people, random people in the gut. Right. And then my other note was Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Such good stuff oh, in yeah. this match. Oh, I mean, yeah. Shayna Baszler's a missed opportunity. I mean, they 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 totally yeah. screwed the pooch on that. Well, this is another she one of Triple H's She should be in Ronda Rousey's spot. If it's not Rhea Ripley, it should be Shayna Baszler. If you were gonna, if Ronda Rousey was taking two years off, yes, I agree. Shayna Baszler should have been the heir apparent to that throne. No, I like when Ronda Rousey. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, and you guys can shit on me all you want. When she came out, I was like, fuck it. I was done with the woman's rumble when she came out. I was like, I'm done. Like, well, I know I, I know what's going to happen, and I just, the the whole, like I said, the whole. Yeah, she pretty much eliminated and, everybody after that, though. And, and plus, and, everything everything she said, it's like, I I really. I want, agree with you, Aaron. I really want to rouse you to meet Dave Schultz. <laughs> 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 In any indication, though, Mickey James did a fantastic job. Was this the city dump? Yeah, um, it's fake. That's an open hand slap. You know what I mean? Like that. Like I, I don't want any woman to get hit. But if a woman's gonna get hit by a man, it should be Ronda Rousey. Oh, I mean, so that that's my thing. It's like that. That is my main contention with Ronda Rousey. In any indication, though, we had Mickey James doing a fantastic job. That she was in the ring, the Bella Twins did pretty de- pretty decent too, having not been in the ring in over a year. Um, Kelly Kelly was only there and, and Marina for a couple of minutes, but they still did great on their entrances. Ivory was fantastic, as we mentioned. Molly Holly, uh, Sarah Logan, 
but Ronda Rousey wins the Women's Royal Rumble and apparently has yet to choose who she's going to be fighting. I've yet to watch Monday Night Raw, but she has yet to say who she's fighting at Mania yet. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but she said Friday she'll let everyone know, apparently. Okay, so she wants to get face-to-face with Charlotte as well yeah. before she makes her choice. Understandable. That's what a, a good it's, contender does. It's kind of like what they did with uh, with Taker in 2007, you right. know, line up right. Batista, line up Bobby Lashley, you know what I mean. Right. I agree. And that Shotzi Black. Except everyone knew he wasn't choosing the ECW belt. It'd be like if Ronda comes out, but it'd be like a curveball. I'm going after the NXT title. Maybe she wants to be better than Charlotte. That could be. Yeah, you could could be right. So you were mentioning Shotzi, Aaron? Uh, When Shotzi Blackbart comes out, um, at the beginning of her music, it honestly sounds like it says, Welcome to the ball pit. It does. Like, what? I don't want to be it in does. the ball pit. No. Okay. What that means, her finishing move is called the ball pit because she does a senton from the top where she lands down like she's doing a um, a splash into a ball pit or a pool. And she's. So her music a, really does say, Welcome yes, to the ball pit? Yes. I'm not lying to you. I'll play it for you right now if you want. It does. <laughs> It does. I like Shouty Blackheart. I think she's got a great look. I think she's got great ability. And I think yeah, she could be... Says, welcome to the ball pit. Welcome the to the ball pit, yes. That's uh, Ripley said something great. Uh, this is the only thing I'll say other than, like, that Rhea Ripley chick, I didn't yes. like her before. Like, I saw her on, like, a WrestleMania where it was, like, a fucking Thunderdome WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't. Res- I didn't respect her enough. I don't think. But watching all of these people, even Ronda Rousey, Rhea Ripley, looks like a fucking star. She, she looks like a goddamn professional wrestler. Like the all of the chicks that came out. God bless them. Love them all. But she's the one that looks like a fucking star. I could agree with you there. And when that Nikki Ash that she's feuding with, which I like, mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> This Rhea Ripley chick, she doesn't give a fuck what the cameras picked up. Did you guys hear what she what she yep. said to fucking Nikki Ash when she came out? Yep. She said, come on, you little twat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's also Australian. They don't care what anybody hears them yeah. say, though. So. This chick's a fucking star. <laughs> that, that chick should have won the goddamn Royal Rumble. Well, she's been penciled in to win the last three ones, and then they take it away from her at the last minute. So, Well, they're fucking up. Not they are. They are. Chick. Moving along to the women's world title match for Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch, big time Bex, the man, versus taking on my absolute favorite character on all of wrestling, Dewdrop. I call her Cake Pop. Yeah, I call call her, why aren't they calling her Piper Niven, which is her real name? Well, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't care, I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill. If anybody feels like crapping on what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> I like I like Piper Niven. And, I do too. And you can look at me sideways when I say this if you want to. But again, I'll die on the hill. She is the female equivalent to Bam Bam Bigelow. I agree. I she agree. she is that good for her size, and I'm not even mocking her size. That's not no, at all what I'm she saying. Moves, 
<laughs> she moves gracefully for a woman that big. She is as talented as any female on that roster, and I think she's amazing. But that name and that storyline that she came in with is going to bury her till the day that she leaves WWE. And I'm not, I am not disagreeing with you on that at all. But I just think like she is, she is the female version have of you, Bam Bam you, Bigelow. You, have you watched her in 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 England and in in the? I didn't. I did. Okay. I did. I did not until she came to WWE, and then I went back because through WWE I discovered her. Did you watch her jump off the top of a fifteen half with? 15 high foot steel cage i did she's amazing she's amazing (laughs) like wow Uh, this these are the i have one two three four notes about this okay it's like people want to cheer becky lynch okay so i'm watching wrestling for the first time in a long time like modern wrestling for the first time in a long time honestly this is like the first show i watched from beginning to end okay I'm like, these people want to cheer Becky Lynch, so I don't know why Becky Lynch isn't a fucking face, why they're trying to make her a heel. Um, During this match, nobody cares about Cake Pop. Which I don't understand. I don't understand why people don't... At first, I did... At first, I was like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Cake Pop. But as I'm watching it, and then I'm going, this is Kathy Griffin versus Megan McCarthy. (laughs) And then I put I actually well, rumble the movie. <laughs> I actually think Cake Pop is really good, but nobody fucking cares. Right. And the reason I put these notes is I think that these two female athletes were put in the wrong spot. I agree. Like it shouldn't be um I'll call her by her WWE name now because I actually got some respect for her because she did a really fucking good job and she won me over. I'll say I think Dewdrop should have been the heel and Becky right. Lynch should have been the face in this situation. Like, it but neither were a face. They were both playing the face. They were both playing the heel here. But it, it should have. And Nate, you're gonna understand what I'm saying here. This should have been like the equivalent of like Bret Hart. Wrestling Bam Bam Bigelow, like you said, right. yes, or Ric Flair right. wrestling Vader. It should have been Becky, the smaller wrestler. I, I almost said minute, which she's not, but the smaller technical wrestler trying to overcome fighting the bigger, right, heavier wrestler. It's like the fucking the shit was the wrong way. You know what I Definitely. mean? And it was a bad spot on the card, too. You put them right after the Women's Royal Rumble. You know what I yeah. mean? Either have them be the opener or have them be the last match before the Men's Royal Rumble. The crowd's blown up. They they have nothing to do with these two women. Like I think anymore, that dude, you know? I think that Dewdrop chick would be a much more effective heel than a baby. Definitely. Definitely. She is a heel. She came in as a, as a heel, baby face, whatever, with Eva Marie. That was career suicide right there. Nobody wanted to cheer her with Eva Marie. Then she broke away, and they feuded for a little while. Even where he got fired, and now she just do drop. Who's pissed off that she's not getting the right spot on the card? Now I agree, she should be pissed off that she's not getting the right right spot on the card. But with a name like Dewdrop and the way she came in, I can't really expect her them to do anything with her. You know, right? The match itself though was not bad. You know, they like you guys said it was a, a technical sound wrestler. 
versus the giant monster trying to lock them up in the corner and beat them down. Mm-hmm. And you how know? about the... Uh, um, um, why do I always forget what the move is called? But when Molly Piper... When Piper did no, when she did the uh, just the back drop her back on oh Becky. the Vader bomb yeah she uh, <laughs> she killed she killed Becky on that I saw oh, yeah. the I saw the air come out of that the woman. face Becky Lynch <laughs> was like Ooh. and that's what I'm saying like her doing that to Becky should be like like face sympathy for Becky you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like I watched the match and I watched the video package going into it, and they're going in with Becky being the fucking heel. Becky Lynch should not be a fucking heel. No, the last five wrestling show I went to, Nate was there, Kendall was there. We went to this fucking show in Fort Wayne, and Becky Lynch was on it, and that fucking crowd. Yep. Was fucking super invested into that chick, like oh, yeah. she was before. And I'm not even saying anything against her getting pregnant because I, oh, you want to have kids, have kids. I don't give a fuck. I believe Seth Rollins. Oh, well, yeah, he did it, but <laughs> before she got pregnant and went away, she was on cloud nine. She was the biggest goddamn face in wrestling. In, in any right, she was the biggest thing Male, in the female, whatever. She was the biggest fucking face in that goddamn company. And it doesn't work her being a heel. Like, I watched her, I watched her after the Royal Rumble. She did that fucking um, Stone Cold Sessions thing. And I watched it on there. And I was yep. like, she's fucking funny. She's relatable. Yep. And she seems like somebody that I'd be like, hey, I'll have a fucking beer with Becky Lynch. In my opinion, when you cut down the four horsemen, the four, four horsewomen down the middle, Bailey, Shasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. Becky and Bailey are the faces. Shasha and Charlotte are the heels. But for some reason, all over the last two years, we've misconstrued things, and all four of them are heels now. Mm-hmm. Which makes I no Bailey's sense. Actually, I actually thought Bailey was a pretty good heel. No, she was, but it was a very annoying Karen-like heel role, which she played great. But how do you take the lovable girl next door and decide, I'm going to hate her? You know what I mean? It's like, you can't. You, there, there are people who were built for certain roles. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody has to have the whole Hogan. What happened? Becky's a great heel, and so is uh, Bailey. But I think it's the timing that's the problem. Well, you can't have all of them being the heel, because then who do they fight? The the timing is the problem. When you had Becky turn, she was still hot. She was just returning back from her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She was she the pop she had when she came out. The way you had her win the belt, they tried to get her get her heel status by having her beat, you know, Bianca really fast. It just didn't work out right. um, that way. Right. Um, and I, not the way they wanted. And, and then, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say I think that. Uh, piggybacking on what David said, I think that almost it seemed it seemed to me when the whole thing went down, and I know we're getting off in the weeds here. We'll get back mm-hmm. to the rumble, I promise, folks. But you're all good. It seemed to me that when Becky turned heel, and and you guys tell me if you disagree, it seemed almost that it was her idea 
And it mm-hmm. seemed almost that it was a, it's like she wanted to help get Bianca over. And I know, right. I know that they, you know, they, the way they booked it or whatever, at first people didn't like it because she beat her so fast and et cetera, et cetera, which I agreed with that. But it, I almost think that Becky is a heel because Becky wants to be a heel, not necessarily anything other than that. I think it, it felt like it was something she wanted to happen. Well, let me ask you this. How many faces, I mean, excuse me, how many heels win a belt within two minutes? Can you name what? any heels other than, I mean, there's not a lot. You can say Hogan beat Yokozuna in three minutes. He was a face. Paige, when she debuted and, and won the belt against AJ Lee, she was a face. Right. Uh, when Daniel Bryan lost the belt in like a minute and a half to Sheamus, he was a face. Right. You don't have the face, you know, the heel win the belt in a minute and a half and think it's going to make her a heel. Unless they're well, cashing it, unless they're cashing in the money in the bank. Unless they're cashing in the edge did. Mm-hmm. Right. And punk. Punk second. Or like when Daniel Bryan won the belt and they cashed in. Triple H pedigreed him and then Seth Rollins cashed in. You know, those type of things. Right, those are the right. moments that the heel has made. But bringing her back to have her come back for her first match back after being gone, she was hot. They're going to bring her in and try to turn her heel against a very good champion at the time uh, who people wanted to have the belt. Right. Agree to disagree. They wanted Bianca Belair to win that they belt. Won, yes, they wanted her to mm-hmm. keep that belt. And you want to turn her heel, that's not the way to do it. Um, right. At all. The, the, the way to do it is is to just have a nice program. You right, have like they did for their rematch. Right. You come back and have her attack, and then she faces her a month or two later and is the heel and, you know, injures her or whatever. Obviously that's how you do it. And that's how you, that's what they did with Bailey. They had her destroy her wacky, waving arm, flowing inflatable. Two right. men. And then she beat the hell out of Shasha afterwards to get furthermore over as a heel. So, yep. and then cut her sense. hair, changed her theme. Right. Becky, you didn't do that. They're still calling her the man. She's still doing interviews with stone. Cold. If, you pay, if you pay attention, she's actually not using the man that they're not calling her the man anymore. David. Rick Flair. Rick Flair legitimately tried to put out a uh, um, a copyright on the man and sue them for it. And Vince McMahon said, I'm not even going to bother with the BS. Go buy big I'm time. I'm sure Cole called her the man at least twice during his Probably show. during commentary, but she's not saying it and she's not wearing any gear that says it anymore. Now it's, they're, it's big time back. And, and like you said, I'm gonna, I'll just say this. I wasn't trying to say that Becky Lynch can't be an effective heel. I'm just saying in this situation, when she came back and what she came back from, I shouldn't say from, I shouldn't say, oh, coming well, back. Well, she came back from becoming a mother. So how do you yeah, turn her heel? Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make it sound like being, being pregnant and coming back no. from baby and everything's anything negative. But coming back from that, it should have been the story of I'm Becky Lynch. I, I went, I was the champion. And then I found out I was pregnant and then I had a, and I gave up my title to have my baby and raise my baby. And now I'm coming back. You know what I mean? That, that's right. not a deal. That's a fucking right. face. Like that's a story that you can tell that 
I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to raise this girl because they think they had a girl, right? Yep. I'm going to raise this girl to know that I need to be a champion and be a respectful woman and all this shit, you know, that type of thing. Well, in any indication, Becky did pull off the win in a good match. Just in a bad spot of the card, and a, like you mentioned, Aaron, badly booked to who, who the face. Because there was no clear-cut face. It was just two heels right in each other. Um, and now I don't know if Dewdrop returns back to the mid-card because she was busting for a title shot or what. But uh, I think Becky's next feud is either Ronda or Lita. Actually, I, I not to spoil anything on Raw, I'm not even going to mention, but Becky has her next feud already worked out. So, uh, that moves us to the WWE World Heavyweight title match. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And I have to say, there were a couple of moments in this match I thought they were going to Goldberg Lesnar us and end the match in two minutes. Because they went for the spear, the the, the F5, and everything within the first few minutes of the match. And I'm like, if Bobby no Lashley can't I, go I, 10 I, minutes. I, no lie, I thought the same thing. I thought Brock was yeah. going to guzzle him. Yeah, I'm like, if Bobby Lashley can't go more than 10 minutes and Brock Lesnar can't go more than 10 minutes, then that's BS. But they didn't. They actually had a full-blown match. What and my, about a name? my biggest, my biggest, or my, my, my notes on this match are, because I've been anticipating this match for years, much like a lot of people have. And <laughs> my notes are simple. It was a great match. And for for what we're doing in the story going to WrestleMania, right. it was the right finish. However, I also wrote that I wish this match did not happen at the Royal Rumble as we're trying to tell the story to WrestleMania. And the reason I say that is the first Lesnar-Lashley match for me, I wish could have been just a rivalry between these two, with a clear-cut finish right. and, no, and no chicanery. I understand why everything happened the way it happened, because we're starting the road to WrestleMania. Right. So you have to give the screw job thing over to Roman, and you have to, you know, you have to do these things, and I understand right. that. That's how you book wrestling. But I wish that this match could have been a WrestleMania match. I wish this match could have been the end of a story instead of the beginning of a story. Right. right. For storytelling purposes and for the for the match to have a clear-cut finish. That being said, again, I enjoyed it, and I thought the finish was appropriate for what is, is the goal. Right. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, of, of course, we've all seen it by now. The, the Paul Heyman flip-flop turns on Lesnar. <laughs> Um, or hands Roman the belt, Roman decks Lesnar after a spear. But Bobby Lashley could have won this match on his own a couple of times. He had the hurt lock on. Mm -hmm. He made Lesnar look weak a couple of times, you know, which we've only seen guys like Goldberg and The Undertaker mm -hmm. been able to do to Brock before, or Lesnar, uh, or, or, or Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, this match definitely elevated Bobby Lashley into a new era. Without a you doubt. know, Les uh, Lesnar, Lesnar did not... Lesnar Lesnar did everything he could for Bobby in this match. I have to give him that. You know, oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he made him look strong. He didn't make him look stupid. And um the other thing that I thought was really cool was it was I think it I thought it was a great 
um, effect and a great addition to the match to have Bobby start bleeding from the mouth within right. like two minutes. Right. Like, see, this looks like some 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 Ken Shamrock kind of shit, you know? It's so, MM, right, not, like they were going MMA on each other, right? Yes, yes. I thought that was a nice touch too. Aaron, what were you, do you think Bobby could have beaten Lesnar without the help, or do you think that they they had to put the storyline over more of Roman um, having to help Bobby? I think that the storyline, if it like, I haven't watched Raw yet. Right, probably watch tomorrow, but I think the match itself, like these are the notes that I wrote for myself, which I don't have on me right now. But like my thing was, this is the first thing that I saw on this show that was old school professional wrestling. Right, you know these guys looked like wrestlers. It, it's presented as wrestling. It wasn't sport like it was. It was sports entertainment, but it's not sports entertainment, right? You know what I mean. They didn't make a spectacle out of the match. They made it just a knockdown, drag out fight. These two guys are going to go out there and fuck each other up, right? And I really think this was the best goddamn thing on the show. And I'm intrigued now to find out what Paulie's going to do next. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. Like like this thing kind of hooked me. I want to know. And that's what they want at WrestleMania time is to hook you with one storyline that you're going to at least check in to see what's going on. Like, like it's like Paul didn't screw Bobby, but he screwed Brock. Right. So now does this mean that Paulie and MVP were working to get, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, is this a complete screw job of, of, I don't want to say it. Like, how do I want to say it? Like storyline wise, were MVP and Paul Heyman working together. Right. You know what I mean? So now does this mean that Paulie, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Roman are going to be a thing going forward or whatever. That you never sense. know. You never know. Now, David, let me ask you something. Did Roman Reigns getting COVID force the WWE, WWE's hand put the belt on Brock and have him beat, Bobby, uh, beat Big E in that fatal four-way? And kind of put a ripple effect in the storylines that now we have to go a completely different route to get to Roman versus Brock. No, I don't think so. I think okay. this was the plan all along. I think Roman's match being canceled with Lesnar did stink. I think Roman would have retained. Right. And I think they would have went this route to begin with. It- I think... I have two things. I agree with Nate in terms of I would have rather seen this match either at Survivor Series. Right. Because then you could have done SmackDown versus Raw unification title match and done it that way. Or you can have this match at WrestleMania. And two, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit, so I'll try to wait. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I think they didn't have to have Lesnar win the Rumble at all. But we'll get more into that when we get to that match. But right. the match was great. 
Um, I was nervous they were going to have one or the other beat each other down and make each other look less dominant. I think um, it was funny that uh, in the chat people were saying, let's take a shot for every suplex. Right. <laughs> we would have been drunk by that. Um, and then Lashley did a couple too, so we probably would have been drunk from food, um, oh, yeah. alcohol poisoning. But oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think him putting the hurt lock on Lesnar and almost winning was great. I think Lesnar hitting the F5 and getting like a literally a 40-second pin was great. Right. Um, I think it was played very well. I think Lashley trying to spear him through the barricade and then getting up within 60 seconds was uh, a little far-fetched. But yeah. um, oh, Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say that barricade spot is kind of like the chair to the back that I was talking about, like the repeated repeated chair to the back. It's like that's an overused dead spot. It's like don't do that anymore. Yeah, Yeah, got If it's not Biggie and Bobby, it's Roman and Lesnar. There's always someone going through that barricade on the side. But it was it was played very well. But I think that was a long question answer to your question. I think they could have had Big E retain, and he could have lost it later on. I think they could have had Lashley win it that night. I think they decided then and there, let's go ahead and do this. We can put the belt on Lesnar, make Lashley stronger at Royal Rumble and have him beat Lesnar. Um, And, you know, things change all the time, so they might not even know what they were going to do until the night of. Now, I was actually going to say to what you were saying, David – is I think that ultimately what happened with this show is they got they got at the end of the show to where they wanted to be from the beginning, in that I agree that at the last pay per view what was it day one, with yep. the with with the COVID deal with Roman, yep. I think that at that show, the plan was probably for Roman to beat Lesnar in some kind of a screw job finish involving Heyman. Oh yeah, and I think that the plan was for probably Lashley to beat. Big E back for the title at this show. And I think that the plan all along was for Brock Lesnar to win the Rumble to face Roman at WrestleMania. So essentially they just ring around the rosy to back to where the, to get back to where they wanted to be. But in an essence, they helped Bobby Lashley in the process. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. The, the one thing I liked about this match that I love about a good wrestling match is, and I've said this before, Nate, on other shows we've done together, I like wrestling to look like a human chess game. You know what I mean? You move, I move, we both move, but then I got you cornered. What are you going to do? And for some reason, Lesnar and Lashley, once we got to about the five or six minute mark, that's the way it looked. Lesnar looked like he was a little afraid of Lashley at some points which made the buildup for this show even better. You know, he kept calling him Bobby Who. You know, mm-hmm. Bobby Who's going to beat me for the title. So when he started to show that little bit of fear and started running away from Bobby, it made you realize, oh, Brock realized he fucked up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and what, what Brock doesn't know is Bobby Who was actually Jim Neidhart. Right. <laughs> um, Visual-wise... Um, you guys might not agree or whatever. Um, when Paulie screwed Brock and like gave Roman the belt and then left with him, I love the fact that when he was walking away, he was just like, "Whatever." Like, yeah, 
You guys should have seen it coming. <laughs> right. The shit. You guys should have seen it coming. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it was different than, like, I even put this in my notes. Like, remember, and I know it's all fake and scripted or whatever, but, like, when, when Polly screwed Brock at that Survivor Series and held Big Show. Yep. You know what I mean? He was like animated about it. Like, oh, wah, wah. but in this instance, he was just like, here's the belt. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, he's yeah. like, yeah, you've been watching me for 20 years. You didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, and they could even come back to like, remember when he got Superman punched and everybody was like, oh, Paulie didn't even look like he got hit. He took a shitty bump. Like they, like, they should even go back to that and be like, look. When Roman hit me, he didn't even really hit me. Well, if you if you think about it too, the next night on on SmackDown, after Brock won the title, Brock and Roman started arguing, and Paulie looked at Brock and said, "Please don't talk to him like that." And everybody went, "What? <laughs> like you're still defending the guy who punched you in the face a week ago?" Right. You know, like like, like so. Paulie should go out there on Friday or whatever. Night these people are on here and just be like, Polly just be like, you fucking people are idiots. It was a long game. Right. I played this guy. Right now, though, to me, Polly kind of, you guys know the Lifetime movies where the, the woman is getting beaten and her best friend's telling her, you need to leave that bad guy. He's terrible. <laughs> and, and no, but he, I'll change him. I love him. That's the way Polly's coming off with Roman Reigns. He's like an abusive relationship that he can't get out of. Yeah. Polly Paul, is uh, Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah, right. What's that guy's name? Uh, Eric. Eric Roberts. Yeah, he always plays the. Uh, he's in all the. Uh, <laughs> he's in all those B movies playing the. He's escape. also right now in the Righteous Gemstones, which is a great show. But um, when Paul at WrestleMania, when Roman Reigns, where ruined at WrestleMania. What is this going to be 26 or not 26? 36? 36. 36? Uh-huh. WrestleMania 37. 37? No. Okay. This is WrestleMania 38. Jesus. Jesus. Christ. COVID made us lose months for years. <laughs> Damn you, COVID. Can you guys keep up or what? <laughs> okay, this is going to be WrestleMania 38. Yes. WrestleMania 38. When Brock Lesnar picks Paul Heyman up and gives him the F5. It's gonna fucking eclipse Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant with the feet, oh God. With the biggest feet in human strength ever. Oh God! <laughs> he, when he picks up that wet bean bag and throws him around, it's gonna be great. So, <laughs> Bobby Lashley wins the title, new champion crowned. Lesnar's still down on the ground. We get to see his even facial expression to what's going on. Roman and Paulie walk out of the arena, and we now go to a match. I think, and I'm sorry, I'm not. This is not because it was a mixed tag, but it just it didn't fit the Royal Rumble. I and, actually have I actually have on here, Archie. And I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. I, I actually wrote down here. Although I like everyone involved in this match, this is the match I am the least interested yeah. in. You know, it's it's Beth Phoenix, it's Edge and Beth Phoenix, Mr. and Mrs. Adam Copeland, taking on Ms. and Maurice, Mr. and Mrs. Mike Mazanin. And the storyline leading up to it was fantastic. You know, Beth and, Phoenix finally returning was great. 
And and throughout the match, there was a suspense factor. Yes. The suspense yes. factor was how big is Beth's hair going to get? Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it was that. <laughs> I thought of the other thing too, Aaron. I thought, how much of Maurice's ass are we going to get? This yeah, that, that's true yeah. too. Yeah, she was yep. not. Uh, she was not hiding Ooh, anything. Wee. <laughs> but um, I mean, Ed, since his return, has been great. You know, he's been back in WWE now a full two oh, years. And, and we talked about it on one of the shows a, a couple of weeks ago. Since she came back, this is like Beth's been fucking great. She's been amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just my first note is um Miz has completely outputted his coverage. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? <laughs> look at Miz, mm-hmm. Mike Nazarian, and then mm-hmm. look at Maurice. It's, it's essentially it's essentially oh, the same as me, Archie. Look at my wife and then look oh, at yeah. me. Yeah. Right. Look at right. the Miz, Mike Mazarian, and You're right. Maurice Ouellette. Ouellette. He has outputted his fucking coverage. Yep. Dear fucking Lord. Hey. He must be a very funny guy. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> or he's not like a fucking donkey. <laughs> but uh, match was good. Um, I liked, I actually liked this match. The Maurice Turner Conrana was actually pretty damn good. I didn't think she could do that. So that surprised me. Beth was Beth. Beth was like she didn't miss a, a step since being in the ring all these years. And, you know? and I'm not knocking Beth Phoenix either because she did a fantastic job. I think everybody did really good in this match. There was a couple clusters, and I think right. they kind of lost the crowd a little bit. But as the story of the match went, I don't think it was bad, honestly. No, no they, all, they all covered each other that if somebody did make a mess up, it wasn't so big that it ruined the whole match. Um, the the brick no-selling by Beth was like superhuman. She just mm-hmm. caught up and was like, nah, I ain't taking that shit again. <laughs> you know? Um, and the, my one qualm was that they ended it with the glam slam. I don't know why Edge didn't hit a spear or the DDT while she hit the glam slam. Maybe that's me being picky, but like, dude, you let your wife, you use your wife's finisher to win. You know? I liked it. I don't know. I actually liked them. I thought it was a very good call out to her and her work. Oh, yeah. I I agree. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, you're the mother of my children. Let's finish with your finish. I mean, the the thing that we all know is that Beth retired to go home and take care of Adam Edge. Uh, she didn't get injured herself. She could have actually stayed in WWE as much long as she wanted to. So the fact that she went home, took care of him, became a mom, stays at home now. I miss her on NXT. Mullet. She did. Do you know what that hair was? You don't know what that was about? That was a giant fucking mullet. It was an ode, a tribute to Luna Vachon. That's why she had the veins on the side of her head. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> just real pleased by that. Like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's still a huge fucking mullet. I still like yeah, it. I loved it. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was an homage to Ricky Morton. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. 
Could have been Ricky Vashon. Ricky did mention him and Robert are retiring from tag team wrestling after this year. So I still have yeah, to I watch. Mean. I still have to watch the. Uh, I haven't got a chance yet because of work. I still have to watch the uh, the Rock and Roll FTR match from this weekend. I'm pretty excited to watch that actually. Oh, send me a link. They still look, look pretty good in the ring for. I mean, they look better than some younger, some younger people. That's oh yeah, story. we we uh, back in I think it was 2019. Aaron and I saw him at a at a convention show, and yeah. the Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Express are forever like they're like they're titanium, man. They're without a doubt. Yeah, they're so but, good. Um, I understand that when you meet a professional wrestler at like a convention, you're paying them. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna be the guy be like, oh, I met this guy and he was super great. It's like, yeah, I was giving him money. You know what I mean? So I understand Ricky that. Ricky wasn't like that. Ricky was not like that. I met him at no. the Legends like, like, under the like ring. I met, I met, and we talked for hours. Like, I'm going to say this. Like, I met um, Barry Windham. And I gave Barry mm-hmm. Windham $45 for a picture and an autograph. Okay? And Barry Windham was just like, hey, man, how you doing? Whatever. There you go. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I have no complaints. I paid my transaction, he gave me what I wanted, and I walked away. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad about it. Same thing with Kevin Nash. I gave Kevin Nash money. He took a picture. He signed a... He's, I took a picture. He signed his picture. I walked away. Alright, that's fine. It's a transaction. When I met the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson fucking made me laugh. Oh, yeah. Ten fucking minutes. I don't know why we're talking about these guys and the fucking Royal Rumble. Because we brought up the hairdo. <laughs> we brought up Ricky's hairdo. <laughs> I don't know. It's, why it's my fault. But those hey, guys. I think they could both do great in the Royal Rumble. If we ever needed surprise entrance, I think Ricky and Robert would be great for the Rumble. And I guarantee, like, like they put the Hall of Fame, like they put Hall of Fame rings on me, or like, hey, put it out there, and they're like, oh, you got big fingers, motherfucker. I guarantee they said that to every single person that came in after me, but they made it fucking personal. When no, I they make you right. They make it feel personal. I agree. And I agree. the funniest thing, and this wasn't even a personal thing. This was these guys going out there and working. They wrestled these indie guys, and mm-hmm. they came out there, and they came out to um, ooh, boogie boogie. They came out there to fucking ELO. And we're getting the fuck crowd going and shit. And they had their match going on. And people were kind of sitting on their hands other than me and Nate. And they're like, yeah, it's great. But all these other people were sitting on their hands. And Ricky Morton looked at the crowd like, oh, these last four matches must have been shit. (laughs) 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 Well, so... Besides the Rock and Roll Express, Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix get the win. And that <laughs> takes us to the Men's Royal Rumble, or the dumpster fire, in my opinion, that was the Men's Royal Rumble. And I'm going to say this right off the bat. This is why I say this. You let Johnny Knoxville and Shane McMahon, part-timer and a, 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 a MTV star, eliminate actual wrestlers. You let Shane McMahon throw out Kevin Owens and get over on a guy who's been building his career again on SmackDown and Raw and just signed a new contract. Those were your only two surprises were Kev- were Johnny Knoxville and 
Sherman ran. And by far, that was those were. I would have rather Drew Carey come back out again. I would have rather Pete Rose come out and get tombstone by Kane in the middle of the ring again. Jesus Christ. Shane McMahon did not need to be in this year's Royal Rumble. I agree with the Shane McMahon comment. Um, and I think that, I mean, what we've heard after the fact is yeah. apparently <laughs> is apparently why that is the case. Yeah, he booked um, himself to be that strong in the Royal Rumble. Yes, and um, I'll get into my notes in a minute. If uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to no, no. say I absolutely agree about Shane in the match. I do have a note about Johnny that I'll get to in a minute. But go ahead, Archie. Oh, I'm done. I, I, I spewed my venom. I'm, I'm done. Can I ask this question? Yes, go ahead. Um, before they went into the Royal Rumble, um, and I'm not knocking the dude at all because he's a fucking American hero or whatever, but they had that soldier guy out there. Mm-hmm. You guys see that? Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming they're going to give him the Warrior Award or whatever. Probably. Which, by the way, should be changed to the Titus O'Neil Award. But anyway. Or, or, it shouldn't even be the Titus O'Neil Award. You know what that should be? That Warrior Award? That, that, (laughs) that should be the Shad Gaspar Award. Yeah. Change it to that. Exactly. That's a good one. It should be the Shad Gaspar Award. Or whatever Shad Gaspar's real name is. I don't have his real name in front of me right now. But I'm not even talking about that. But they brought that guy out there. And I wrote in my notes, is it like his name, his last name was Groberg. Mm-hmm. G-R-O-B-G-R. Groberg. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as they're showing this video of this guy, I was like, am I bad that I'm chanting Groberg? <laughs> Groberg. He might not have been mad about it. <laughs> like, why are all these people going Groberg? <laughs> because Vince might have misheard them and thought they were chanting for Goldberg and brought him back the next night on Raw. <laughs> Please no. Please no. Goldberg. Go ahead and show us and hit us with your note about Johnny Knoxville. Um, well, my notes about the match itself. Mm-hmm. Um, my my biggest negatives were Shane, and <laughs> as anybody here that listens to anything or has talked to me for more than five minutes knows, um, Shane McMahon, blech, and uh, why did I have to watch Baron Corbin be in this match so long? Right. Yeah, I, was, I thought, what what the fuck is a Mad Cat Moss? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly, yeah. I'm honestly asking. There was a point in the match when in the ring was Baron Corbin, Madcap Moss, Rick Boogs, Boogs, and, and and I think Kevin Owens, and someone in the chat with me and David went, "Who are these people, and why should I care?" <laughs> I know, you, know who Baron I mean? you should care about Boogs. Anyway, no, just give me a minute. I have notes about Boogs. Okay, I really do. Mm-hmm. I know who Baron Corbin is, and I know mm-hmm. he lost his fucking plot or whatever, and became bald and dead. But what is Madcap Moss? What his, is that? His sidekick. Why it's is Baron he wearing booty shorts? <laughs> and they're they're basically making dad jokes. That's their that's their their gimmick. They make dad jokes. They are they those guys are and everybody knows that I've said this for a long time. 
I, I, I stopped being um, negative and I started being to the point where, because I don't watch any pro, other than say a pay-per-view, I don't watch any pro wrestling show live anymore um, because I can't sit through it all. Right. So I have gotten to the point in my life where I watch what I want to watch, watch what I like. And I don't, I E I don't, I don't go on and on and on about Kenny Omega anymore. Cause I know I don't like him. So I don't watch him. If he's right. on TV, I fast forward it. I don't give a shit. Same with Corbin, but in the rumble, because I'm watching the rumble, I had to put up with him. <laughs> so, and then the other, one of the other notes that I have is, and uh, okay, so I'll get to my pushback on the internet in a minute, but a couple other notes I have, first of all, and I've mentioned this on, on shows before. I don't know which ones, maybe your show, Archie, et cetera. I, I love Pat McAfee. I think he's great. That's in one of my and, first notes that out of all these commentators in wrestling, Pat McAfee's like the one guy that I'm like, I've got energy. Right. He actually, actually a wrestling fan. He called, he called right. Robert Rude yeah. Bob Rude, and I love that. But yeah, anyway, Bob. he's like, yeah, Bob. <laughs> and, and, and sorry, Nate. I don't want to talk over you. I do that a lot in our lives. But I'm going to say this Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Are in my notes. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Robert Rude are the most wasted guys I agree. on the entire WWF roster. WWE roster. Mm-hmm. Why are these guys not the biggest thing you've fucking got? Uh, the the other note I was going to say here, um, and I'll get to more before as we go through the match as Archie progresses mm-hmm. us through the match because I'm not trying to hijack your show. You're not. Um, Damian Priest, Rich Holland, Austin Theory. Um, there was a there was a time at the beginning, and I want you guys to say whether you agree or disagree. This is like the the Royal Rumbles from nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety six. In that there is a period in this match for about fifteen minutes, and I just threw out a few names there, and and I'll say Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Holland, Austin Theory, uh, Damian Priest. You were watching in this Royal Rumble during that 15-minute period, WrestleMania in the in five years from now. These are the people. People like to shit on WWE, and and it is what it is. But That's these the are the guys. They, were, they, were, they spent time in this match featuring yep. the future of this company. And you know what? If we get to the future with those four guys, with a few others sprinkled in, and that's who's running WrestleMania, that's what we're going to see. The future doesn't look so bad. It looks pretty bright. Absolutely. And, and, and Nate, I agree with you. And the two guys I'd put on there were 12 and 13. would be um, Ricochet and Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Ricochet, Ricochet is... Big Ray Mysterio, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's the guy, for WWE, he's Big Ray Mysterio. He's a guy that can go in there and get in the ring eventually with somebody the size of, like, a Roman Reigns that's not going to look out of place, but is still going to be able to do that high-flying impact right. shit that doesn't look stupid. Yeah, he could do he could do Nash Mysterio with Roman Reigns. Right. Yeah. 
and it's not going to look like shit, and it's not going to look stupid. It, it like, like it, you were saying about like, um, uh, fucking Kenny Omega or whatever. Like, he does high flying shit, but it doesn't look silly. Mm-hmm, you know what right. I mean? Like the shit he does, he can he can slow it down to the WWE style, and then. Um, Chad Gable, I think Chad Gable is um, an underrated fucking talent on that fucking. Roster. I call him the second coming of Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's 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 so given the right if given the right amount of time and the right mm-hmm. amount of push, he could be another Kurt Angle. And I like what he's doing with Otis because it's actually giving Otis purpose. They're allowing Otis to look like a mini Vader. You know, mm-hmm. right now as a tag team, that if he breaks out, well, then we've got a monster on our hands that could be a, a, a threat to any title. Yes, but that, you know, that dude is unfucking tap talented, in my opinion. Guys, just a, a side note: David lost the internet. He said if it comes back on before we end, he will be back. So he just didn't want anybody to think that he ducked out. But thank you, David, for joining us. If you don't make it back, and if you do, would love to hear your thoughts more on the match. Um, it's R.I.P. Brother. And another another thought here, and I know, but I wanted to talk about this segment of the match just because of of the focus on the future. Mm-hmm. Man, does that Ridge Holland guy? My God, here with him. Great. He is amazing. Here with him, uh, Nate. He's been in, he he got to NXT about six months ago, and then they got they called him to the main roster two months ago. In that six months that he's been between NXT and the main roster, he's been injured three times. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if maybe, and I'm not trying to make rumors or anything. Right. I don't know if maybe he used a certain kind of steroid or something before he got to the WWE to get that big, and now he can't keep up with the demand, or if he's just really fragile. But I will say but this if he until he's healthy, you know, he yeah. could be a monster as well. Yeah. And tell me if you disagree with me or not. Um, I think, <clears throat> I think. There is there is a reason that they paired him up with Sheamus. Oh yeah, they see something in him, and Sheamus is one of their. He's one. Of, he is one of the WWE guys and one of their veterans. And I think that they put Ridge under his learning tree for for Definitely. a reason. That I would say that if they put um. Ridge Holland's under Sheamus. It wasn't for this is gonna sound it might sound out of left field, but I don't think they would have put him under the learning tree of how to work in front of the camera. I think they put they probably put him under there to learn how to work in the fucking locker room. That too. But out of all the big stars you see now who's the oldest guy in that locker room that's the newest guy. Right. Right. And Sheamus. like Nate said, Seamus learned from Hunter. He was Hunter's buddy. Yeah. And if anybody's going to help that kid get over to be what the WWE wants as a superstar, it's Seamus. Because he conformed to whatever they wanted. The biggest way you're going to get over in the WWF or WWE isn't getting over on camera, it's getting over in the fucking locker room. That too. And, yeah. and, and 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 with the fucking 
management. You know what I mean? And yeah. Shane, you can't tell me that Seamus ain't over with fucking management. Oh, definitely. Like all these definitely. people getting fucking released and shit, and Hunter's not in power anymore, and, tr- and Seamus is still fucking getting booked. Well, he's, <laughs> he's he knows he's, got, he's proven. You, you you mentioned putting him under the learning tree of Seamus, and I think back to when they put Seamus and Cesaro together as the bar, and I think that was Triple H again putting those two together, hoping that Seamus could help Cesaro get over and maybe get in the right light with Vince to get the right push. And Vince still being stubborn was like, no, I ain't giving Cesaro a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's another guy they missed the boat on. Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Cesaro. And these are guys who are still there taking the kicking like they do, like a, like a dog being kicked and told, hey, you're just going to put over the new guy. Hey, you're just going to, you know. That's a, it's funny that you said that. That's actually one of my notes is, why is Shane McMahon in this match and Cesaro isn't? Right. Where was um, Finn Balor? Why Finn Balor only didn't get injured? He only lost on Raw two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't he on uh, in the Royal Rumble? Where was Cesaro? Where and there are actually questions from our from a few of the fans that we'll get into in a little bit that ask these questions too. Right. You left out key components to your roster during WrestleMania season, and we all know what's going to happen. You're going to throw them all in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. Or a yeah. giant ladder match that nobody's going to care about at the, at the beginning of the show. And it's just an F you to all these guys who have been killing themselves all year. Mm-hmm. But they'll do it because it's a WrestleMania payday. Yeah. You know? My uh, my only other note, other than when I get to my pushback on the internet, mm-hmm. is um, <laughs> obviously, unfortunately, this year, ladies and gentlemen, they had to make, they had to call an audible. And Kofi didn't get to do his spot. <laughs> yeah, that was. Sorry, I I was sitting there watching, and when he came out, all I kept thinking is, you know, they bitched about how Kofi didn't get the right title reign, and I know he isn't going to win the Rumble, but hopefully he'll last long enough that people will see they still got stock in Kofi. You know, they're still invested in Kofi, and then he gets thrown out. He lands on the wall, and I saw his feet hit immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. Was I saw no disguising him. <laughs> So he botched that shit. That's what I'm yes. asking. Yes. That was I was kind of drunk. I'm not a lie. Oh no, that was that was totally a botch because they, like I said, I'm not gonna lie. But I watched, like I told you guys, I watched the entire show. But mm-hmm. I also drank like 18 right. beers through it. It was it was a nine hour show. Right. I think uh, that's what I wrote. Did Kofi fuck up? Did he yes. bust? If they would have the funny thing about it is and and Kendall was Kendall was paying attention at this point. Um and I told her if they would have had a different camera angle right, on it, right. they would have played it up. They could have said know, it with one foot, right? Yeah, ultimately, it's a t- it's a TV product, and they can edit out what they want. But right. when he when his feet hit, it happened to be well, just a live shot of all of Kofi, and they were hands, like, they had to get his hands hit the top, and he grabbed on, but then his knees hit, causing his legs to open and hit the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If his feet would have hit same time as his hands, he would have got on, right? But. And the ref went to him, and I think I, I wasn't sure if I saw it correctly, but the referee was asking him, "What do we do?" And Kofi's <laughs> like, "Did I touch?" And the ref's like, "Yeah, 
do we? I think you're out of the match. Yeah. Kobe's like, <laughs> okay, I'll just get down, and he got down. I'm glad you saw this look. You know when a child strikes out and they look to their parent to see if they're still like watching and if they're upset with them or anything. Kofi looked at the camera like, I'm going to get bitched at backstage. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm and in I, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year. Yeah. It's well, like, I was it wrong like, when I wrote it. Like, oh, no. It was a mess up. I think it was a mess up. up. It was a mess up. And now you my last. Listen, <laughs> he's done it every year, though. It's yeah. like, give the guy a break. <laughs> I, only have, I only have two things about the Royal Rumble, and I know Nate said he had a question, and then we have we have viewer questions, right? Yes, yes. Can we take a break after the Royal Rumble? Yes, yes right. of course. Nate, do you want to say yours first? Um, I will say my uh, my Knoxville note. Mm-hmm. I agreed with you on Shane, Archie. Right. Um, Shane being in this match is fucking useless. And it's time to put that. Right. Uh, why? Why are we putting Triple H out to pasture, not Shane? But anyway, and I like Shane, but this is the, it's time for him to not do this stuff anymore. But anyway, so I agree with you on him. Although Knoxville, I actually thought the stuff with the stuff with him and AJ was funny. I actually enjoyed it. Here's what I'll say. When he came out with the crown and the outfit he was wearing, for the first second I went, God damn, he's summoning Andy Kaufman right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it looked great. But then I saw him get an elimination, and I was like, really? We're, yeah, we're letting I him? agree with you on that. He shouldn't you have gotten an elimination. Yes, I you agree know, with you, you didn't on let, that. You didn't let Drew Carey in, 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 eliminate anybody. You've never let a celebrity eliminate anybody before. Why him, of all people? Mm-hmm. But then... the the roster mold him and he got blown out. So okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, like I said, I agree with you. He shouldn't have eliminated anybody, but I just yeah. wanted to throw out there. I did think that the some with stuff with him and AJ was funny. Yeah, no, the stuff with him and AJ, when AJ backhanded him and then Ridge Holland put him over the top rope. And then of course Sami Zayn had to eliminate him because he's been right. bothering Sami Zayn all week on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know. But it just like uh, that was uh, all right. We knew Knoxville's been coming into the Rumble for three weeks. There was nobody else we could have gotten. Like we couldn't have had MVP come out and get involved in the match. You know he's still active on the roster. We couldn't have mm-hmm. had Carlito again or Gangrel or Michael Hayes. Anybody? It had right. to be Shane McMahon as the other surprise entrant out of two people. Right. Yeah. You know. So go ahead, Aaron, with your last two notes. Um, that Boogs guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. All I've really seen of Boogs. I love Boogs. Okay. The only thing I've really seen of Boogs is, is him, sell down. Is him, <laughs> I love Boogs, man. Is him with Nakamura and watching mm-hmm. Pat McAfee like, dance. dance on the table, which is funny. What a great trio. They're, they're great. <laughs> but I honestly think they're misusing Boogs. After I actually watched him walk out as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Boogs, to me, 
doesn't look like a guy that should be playing the electric guitar and being stupid. And I'm not saying he's okay. stupid, but his character's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, right. like being involved in that, which I have, I have no problem with the sports entertainment, foo foo shit. But when I watch that guy work, like I watched this guy pick people up, right, wrestling with like one hand and throwing them over the ropes. And when I looked at the guy, and he was like in a singlet, they had like the hairy chest and the mustache and all that shit. Right. When I watch him, and I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I was like, this guy should be like a Steve Williams. Or uh, like he should be a badass fucking wrestler. That, and here, here's where I'll say I agree and, and, and disagree. And, and if he's goofy, that's fine. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I agree and disagree in that, and, and I didn't know where you were going. I like the personality aspect of him too. Right, right. So I, I would want, I would want a, a balance of that because, yeah, I fucking love that dude. I don't give a shit. People can shit on it if they want, but no, I think he's I great. Like, I like, think he's hey, a great hey, Sorry. No, go right ahead. I was gonna say like maybe like a Steve Blackman when he was with Al Snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think that's where they're getting him with Nakamura. Is but I, but Nakamura I is the straight that. man. In in, in in the sh- in the shit that I boobs or booger or whatever his fucking name is, in in the time that I've seen it, I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? I've just seen him being like playing the guitar. This was the first time I've seen the guy be a fucking actually do something right. Actually right. do something. It's like this guy should be okay. Let him have a personality or whatever. But when the fucking bell rings, he's a fucking right. ass kicker. And if they've done it on SmackDown or Raw or whatever, I'll I'll plead ignorance. Well, no, he's had good matches, yeah. but I mean, he hasn't he hasn't gone off on anybody yet or had like. But when I like you know, honestly watching this entire Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. that dude was honestly the most. Impressive fucking dude I saw in that thing. Well, yeah, that's the whole. If you if you paid attention when he came out at first, the fans were not they had no reaction to him, and then when he did that one handed military press, the fans came alive because you don't expect that from him. You like but, you said you expect this clown, and then all of a sudden it's this it's this freak nature of a guy who is doing things nobody else's. Like he was seriously like out of all of these people I saw because I watched this fucking pay per view. Uh, out of not watching any res- any modern product wrestling for like right. three or four months, I watched it and I was like, this Books, dude, they were shitting on him on podcasts I listened to. And then I no. watched it. I'm like, this dude's fucking badass. And they should be doing something different with him. They will. Yeah, they will. I've been praising Boogs for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other note I have is off the. Um, only good commentator they have right now, which is Pat Mac Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. and he had a great line. The great fucking line, right? Bad Bunny was in the ring. Which uh-huh. Bad Bunny was in the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. I blocked him out. Um, Pat McAfee was out there commentating, and Brock Lesnar came out. 
and Bad Bunny was one of the last guys in the ring. Yep. When Brock Lesnar got in the ring, Pat McAfee was like, "Jump over, Bad Bunny! You got <laughs> you got two tours left." <laughs> yep. I said that's a great fucking line. Yep. It's like you're gonna die. Jump! You got two tours left. Now, uh, Brock coming out though was surprise and last surprise entrant at number thirty wins his second Royal Rumble, and obviously he will either challenge Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns, which we know who he's challenging. Come on now, yeah. Imagine if he imagine if he pulls the stupidity move. I'm going after Bobby. I want the WWE World Title back, you know. But it is what it is. I'm not mad at Lesnar winning. I, I can't say I'm mad at Lesnar winning. What I can say is. Um, I don't think they had another option. I think that was their only. That was what they were going with from the beginning. They say Matt Riddle and Randy Orton were both pinned to be the world the, to win the Rumble. I don't think so though. I think my it was only, always Lesnar. My only problem with it, and then like you guys said, we can take a break or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it's lazy booking because, right. and, and it's actually um, in logical booking because. If everybody's surprised that Brock Lesnar entered the Royal Rumble, if you're booking, if it's real, okay, like let's look at it as being real. Mm-hmm. All these people are drawing numbers going into the Royal Rumble. Why would two people going into the championship be drawing numbers? Right. Right. But, yes, I, I actually have that in my notes. Is they should right. have, the they should is, have at least had Brock like. Uh, like fuck up somebody that was number well, thirty, like like like, like like Kurt did with Scotty oh, Too Hotty nice. or no the next, the next day on Twitter, Corey Graves let Corey Graves let out a tweet that Brock Lesnar stole his number. <laughs> now they should have done that at the show, yes, because Corey Graves has now been cleared to wrestle after so many years of not being cleared from a bad back and neck injury. I would have liked to see Brock Lesnar grab Corey Graves backstage. By the throat, steal his number, shove him to the ground, and walk out. Then, you know, Brock is this bully anyway. My Why last, we see him steal his number. Uh, his number, absolutely. My last note um, on the Rumble match is my pushback on the internet, right? And I'll try to make it quick, or if you guys keep talking, it won't be quick. It's up to you, (laughs) really. But they said a lot of the the, uh, J-Brones on the interwebs Mm -hmm. said the match was too predictable. The the, the outcome was too predictable. And here's where I push back on that. I'm going to give a couple of examples. I'm sure you two will catch on very quickly to what I'm going to say here. Okay. In 1991, when Sergeant Slaughter was the Iraqi sympathizer and Hulk Hogan was the great American hero, who did we think was going to win the Royal Rumble? Hulk Hogan. Who won the Royal Rumble? Hulk Hogan. And we enjoyed it. Yes, we did. It was predictable, but we enjoyed it. In 1998, when Stone Cold Steve Austin 
had become the, 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 the heir apparent to being the biggest pro wrestling star in the business. And he was in the Rumble, and there was a bounty on his head. And, and he was going to overcome the odds, maybe, but maybe not. Who, were, who did we expect to win the Rumble? Taka awesome. Michinoku. <laughs> Fuck off with that shit. <laughs> awesome. And who won it? Awesome. So is predictability no. a bad thing? Or is it spoiled wrestling Here's, fans? Here's my thing, Nate. You and I have both competed in um, uh, when you guess the matches, like when a pay-per-view is about to come on and we do those, you know, pick the matches and the, the whoever gets the most right wins a prize, whatever. No. If you're a smart fan, and I don't mean a smart mark that reads the internet, if you've been watching wrestling as long as you, I, Aaron, David, our fans that are listening right now have been since the 80s and the 90s, you can pretty much see what's coming a mile away. Yes, it's, it's not about the throw, result, it's about the story. Right. It's only when they throw that stupid curveball do you go, oh, you shocked me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when we saw Brock Lesnar get screwed out of the title, we knew Brock was getting in the rumble. Right. Yeah. You know? So So that was my pushback was the 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 word the use of the word predictable. It's just a way to shit on something because you don't have any other way to shit on it. Right, exactly. Because there's been lots of predictability. We knew Hulk Hogan was going to win most of the times he won. It was a matter of how we got there. Right. Or Steve Austin or, or you know, The Undertaker or anybody. Right, right. <clears throat> anyway, that was, that was my pushback on the internet. Oh. So now, we have talked about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> we have... Um, Steal our venom. <laughs> We've talked about what grinded our gears about the show. Um, now that's what's left is I put out a post a couple of days ago on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and I asked our fans to ask us questions, either about the show or anything they wanted to ask us in general about wrestling or whatever. So our first questions come from Nick Mullins, and he asked, who would you guys have booked to win each Rumble? Nate, why don't you start us off? Who would you book to win the men's and women's Royal Rumble this year? The men's Rumble, I would say, although I I actually agree with WWE's decision. Right. Not knowing Brock was going to be in the match, I probably would have went with Randy Orton. Okay. Um, He's due. He's due for a rise back up into the the, the championship picture. Okay. Um, although you know you you've got the thing going with Riddle, but yeah, I'm just saying. Right. I, I think that he would have been a good pick. Um, and then a second, possibly Biggie or Kevin Owens. Okay. The women's rumble. Wow, that one's tougher. Okay. Although, like, my personal pick would have been Shayna. Okay, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. All right. Aaron, what about you? Um, I delved a little more in the next question because I think he the, – the question he asked was, who would you have win and what path would they take, right? Well, yeah, that's the next question, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. If you want to answer both, go right ahead. It's up to you. Well, we'll go with the the questions you're asking. Um, the women's rumble, mm-hmm. I would have Rhea Ripley would have won that, and okay. I won't go more until until you ask the next question. Okay. And then in the men's rumble, I would have AJ win it. See, now I'm on the same wavelength with you there. I liked AJ Styles or Drew McIntyre because I think Drew adds a little more realisticness to, um, you know, going after the belt. And if it would have been Drew versus Roman or Bobby, it would have been a pretty damn good storyline. But that's like we said, we'll get to that part in the next part of the uh, question. For me and the women's, I would have liked for Lita to have won it because she is back. Actually, she said she's going to be back for a few matches. And then obviously Charlotte would have been gleaming and thinking she would have picked Charlotte to, um, you know, be the one that she challenges for. Her throw a curveball and go, no, I'm challenging Becky. You know? So, Aaron, since you brought up the pathways, what would you have had Rhea Ripley and AJ do to get to their match at Mania? All right. Rhea Ripley, she wins the Royal Rebel. All right. Mm-hmm. She's the baddest bitch in the world. Wrestling right. entertainment, which, like I said, when we were talking about the Royal Rumble before, she's she's badass. OK, and then um, I wouldn't have had around her. I wouldn't have had Ronda Rousey debut with the Royal Rumble. I would have had her be a mystery pod at the Elimination Chamber. OK. Ronda Rousey wins the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber. The Elimination wow. Chamber. And mm-hmm. she's been talking all fucking year about how wrestling's fake, this, that, right. and the other thing. And then they go into WrestleMania and it's Ronda Rousey versus Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley taps <laughs> out. Taps out to Ronda Rousey or Ronda Rousey taps out? Ronda Rousey taps out to Rhea Ripley. Wow. And then Ronda Rousey's like, holy shit. I was totally wrong about everything I said about this. You know what I mean? Like, say, oh, wrestling's whatever. Rhea Ripley tapped me out. And then Rhea Ripley's baddest ass broad on the fucking planet. Right, right. Wow, I like that. And you leave WrestleMania with a wrestler as... The man. Right. Now, what about with AJ? With AJ, um, I understand that AJ winning the Royal Rumble, he's not going to be the main event man leaving it or entering to it. But um, AJ wins. Bobby Lashley's the champ. After beating Brock, he goes into an elimination chamber. There's always going to be two elimination chambers now. You're never going to get away from that. Right. So... Bobby wins the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia or wherever they're going to have it. And then you get to Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles, which you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but trying as, as, as I might watching Modern Product, I don't think there has been a singles... Nope. One-on-one match between AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. No, there is not. Nope. So going into WrestleMania 38, first it's time Bobby ever. Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles. First time ever. 
and these guys wrestle. AJ, in my opinion, should be the like cocky piece of shit heel, and at the end of it, Bobby Lashley ends up beating. I like it. I like it. I I delved into mine a little bit. Means his title, right? I, I delved into mine a little bit. I would have Lita win and then go on, and instead of facing Charlotte, she faces she challenges Becky. So Charlotte has to wait to see who wins the elimination chamber to get her title match under locked under key, and that's where I agree with you with Ronda Rousey winning the elimination chamber to challenge Charlotte for the title. So you've got Lita versus Becky. And you've got Charlotte versus Ronda on the SmackDown side of things. For the Raw, um, I think that Drew McIntyre should have, if he would have won, should have walked out on SmackDown and said, I'm here to challenge the head of the table. And um, maybe during a contract signing, because Drew loves to have that sword with him, cut down the table with the sword and look at Roman and say, what are you the head of now? <laughs> Hey, that's nice. I like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Go ahead, Nate. You're up. The the women's I kind of I kind of um, go Aaron's route a little bit on this, right? In that Ronda wins the women's championship post Rumble, right? So now I have Shayna versus Ronda at WrestleMania, right? Um, and then as far as the men's goes. <sighs> My pick for the men's is based on the assumption that I thought Brock was going to go over Bobby. Right. So now I have Randy Orton coming out the night after WrestleMania or the night after the Royal Rumble and showing still footage of that time Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. letting the fuck out of him at yep. SummerSlam. Yep. And now we're headed to Randy and Brock at WrestleMania. Now, you mentioned having to do with Riddle, Randy having Riddle at his side. Mm-hmm. Brock can't stand Matt Riddle. So maybe you have Brock take out Riddle to oh, yeah. the fire of Randy Orton even more. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know th- there's a story to be told there. Definitely. There's also... Right. Um, sorry, Arch, I mean... No, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, deciding how deep of a cut you want to make... You could also go back to fucking OVW. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get Sheldon right. involved in the storyline. Right. <laughs> and, and have Randy be like, dude, not dude, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when we were in OVW, I was the guy that everybody thought, like, Randy could be like, I was the guy that everybody thought was going to be the fucking star. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, you, you right. that shit. Right, yeah, of them being out of that crop together, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and and he he wouldn't be working, but you could do like with Brock because you said Orton, right? Yeah, like Brock and Orton. You could even do like, um, and I know it's all fake. I said something about fake earlier, but you know, you could do like ESPN type shit. With yeah. like, John Cena, like mm-hmm. he's not going to work WrestleMania, but you can get John Cena to sit down and do like an ESPN type thing, or maybe you can get between them and be the peacemaker, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm going to watch that when I'm sequestered in my hotel. No, I, like, 
Yeah, I like where Aaron's going with this. You mentioned Shelton. You mentioned Cena. Maybe you get Batista to do a Batista, promo. Uh, uh, all these guys, all these guys wow. talking about them. Wow, you guys, you guys, bit, bit on my WrestleMania main event more than I thought you would. I like <laughs> like, I like do, do like a real sports type thing. Get some Jim Cornette yeah. up in that bitch. Yeah, get Jim Cornette in there and be like, right. oh, well, this right. guy was the better guy and this guy. Danny Davis, yeah. Doug Basham, bring them all back. Let them talk about it. You know? Have them all sit down and talk about it and give it like a real sports type feel. Right. That's the thing. Right. That, so, that was that was more successful than I thought it would be. You're Nick welcome. Now asks, what realistic surprise entrance were we hoping for that to not that did not happen at the Rumble. Aaron, go ahead and lead us off. Realistic? Is that what yeah, who were you hoping? Who were you hoping were going to be the surprise entrance for the men men's Royal Rumble? I thought he asked realistic. <laughs> um, well, Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon and Johnny Knoxville are not really realistic surprise entrance. They're the creative figures that come into the game while you're playing and you go, oh shit, I unlocked Bad Bunny. Well, I read. I read the question as like, like, oh, I would really love for John Cena to show up, but you know, that's not going to fucking happen. You know what I mean? Well, that's what awesome. he means, right? A more who uh, are you realistically hoping would have been a surprise entrant other see, than what we got? That's how I read it, and you know why? Yeah. Honestly, I wrote this down. You know, who I honestly thought was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and he wasn't. Who? Kane. Yeah, yeah, I thought Kane would have made a surprise appearance. I thought as Kane well. was going to be in it. And, and, I think and it's there, the first there, one he hasn't been in in a while. There's a few reasons. One, I just it's like we haven't seen Kane in a while. Right. And if I'm wrong, somebody can tell me was that bad blood, or or that's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane. Was that in St. Louis? Yeah. Yes. Was it really? Yeah. It was. So it was an off kilter thinking of that. Nope. <laughs> I honestly thought that at some point it was going to be the when the five, four, three, two, one, fire comes out. I thought Kane was going to be in the Royal Rumble. I didn't, obviously didn't think he was going to win it, but I thought Kane was going to be in there. All right, Nate, you're up next. The two that I was hoping for. Realistically, one was John Cena. He ain't showing up. He's got shit to do. Well, no, but he's still he's still committed enough to the company. I know. I know. I'm just saying that, that he, he would have possibly done the rumble. But um, the first one was Cena, and the second one was Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. He, he he wasn't my other one. Like I had Kane as my first. I thought I thought honestly, like I was hoping Kane would be in it because I wanted to see Kane. But I thought Braun Breaker was. I honestly thought Braun Breaker was going to be in the Royal Rumble. Did you hear my picks? Yes, I did. I heard uh, Cena and Champa, which yes. I thought Champa was going to be in as well. Oh shit! Um, but um, apparently he's going to stick oh. around NXT. Apparently, he's going to stick around NXT a little while longer. Um, for me, I know it's far-fetched. I was hoping for either The Undertaker 
because you never know with Vince if he's going to pull him out of the grave and say, "Hey, you got to work tonight." Apparently, he's do. Apparently, he's accepted his Hall of Fame induction this year. From right, whatever. right. And number two, I was hoping that if the stories were true, that we were going to finally get The Rock to come out and win it and challenge Roman. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get that. <laughs> And, I mean, that's wishful thinking. Every year you want somebody to come back. I mean, hell, we, we there's years we want to see Hogan pop back into a rumble every now and then or something. But You know what? I'll be game. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Um, we talked about the uh, the abusive spouse earlier. Mm-hmm. Show. They have to do Roman versus Rock someday. Because they Someday. have been they have been teasing us with that shit yes. for years, right? Definitely and, since he helped him at the Rumble. Can I ask one question? Then we'll go on to the next whatever. Sure, sure. Um, you know, like um, Tony Khan was doing the the Forbidden Door thing, mm-hmm. which he's like, "Oh, I've opened the Forbidden Door." Right. Jim Barnett opened his Forbidden Door and. 1986. Oh, uh, right. hey, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, um, all joking aside, with like having, like, when I watched the Royal Rumble, I was listening to the commentary too. Like, they had Mickey James, okay, she came out, and they blatantly said that she's the Impact yes. champion. And then Bobby Roode came out and had like an altercation with AJ or whatever. I think it was AJ. And they were like, oh, these guys have been going at it forever. And then at the beginning of the Men's Royal Rumble, like Shins, AJ came out and then Nakamura came out and they talked about them being all feuding all over the fucking globe. They mentioned, they mentioned the, 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 the new Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't mention it by name, but they hinted towards it. Right. Do you think that WWE was seeing that and they are eventually going to just start doing that shit? They've they've Probably. tried to they've tried to open the door to Japan multiple times. And the they have they have. They've opened the door to Japan multiple times to send wrestlers. Japan, however, has said that they will not send their wrestlers to be contracted stars any longer because of what they did to Nakamura. They feel that they've castrated Nakamura and they're not letting him be himself. I, and I TNA, TNA did a bad job when they had Okada and Tanahashi. Well, um, but watching, so, that, watching that pay-per-view, that was the most... On a show, right. like a you heard them mention another company, right? Show that I've seen them acknowledge something that wasn't their shit. So right. I really, honestly think that the WWE is gonna fucking try to. I'd love it. I, I I'd love it. I'll be honest with you. Impact just could now got the rest of the Bullet Club with them, which is the Gorillas of Destiny and Jay White. So if you're gonna open the door to Mickey James. And New Japan is hanging out in Impact anyway. Why not try something? You know. Here, here's the here's the gist. Was it being WWE? 
<clears throat> I assure you that there is probably talks in progress of WWE buying Impact. That's what either I thought. That or, Honestly, either Nate, that or helping them. WWE does not completely off. Vince, Vince isn't like Tony Khan. Vince isn't going right. to say, uh, yeah, come on in, promote your product. We're all one big happy fucking family. This is Vince trying to add impact to his fucking <coughs> Library and Nate, oh, of course, really off on it because I thought that same goddamn thing. Yeah, I did too. Because Impact was working with them, like with the Good Brothers and all that shit, and then all of a sudden they were fucking out. Yeah, right. And then as soon as like the Good Brothers and all that shit were out, fucking WWE's like, oh, here's Mickey James, and 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 they used the word Impact like four times on the Mm -hmm. road. It's mm-hmm. like, God damn. I wanted to make sure I wasn't like off kilter before I asked you guys. <laughs> no, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna fucking buy impact. Oh yeah. It wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past them. Absorb it into NXT, bring anybody big up to the main roster. <laughs> then Sting's gonna be like, God damn, they owe my whole fucking career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I better, I better have, I better win the world title in AEW. So yeah, no shit. The only thing anybody has for me is working with this twink. <laughs> this half, this half, All right. this half moon twink. This is Nick Mullen's last question, and it's how do you feel about Shane McMahon's controversial booking? And I'm going to chime in here first. <laughs> Nate, that sound was perfect. <laughs> Shane McMahon proved that he was his father's son in that he put his own ego over the product. Yes. He proved that he wanted to book himself to look strong because apparently he's going to wrestle at Saudi Arabia this year for the the, uh, Elimination Chamber match and wrestle at WrestleMania again. So Shane McMahon, in all his glory, needed to come back again and do something with the company. Now, I was all for Shane McMahon when he came back. When I heard, here comes the money, I saw the the Jordans he was wearing, the way he danced to the ring, he got up in Vince's face. I was like, good. The match with The Undertaker was pretty damn good. After that, though, Shane was supposed to ride off into the sunset. Yes, he is. He is. um, Up until this past Saturday, I like Shane. Right <laughs> now, now he is just bloated and uh, no, no. His man. sons, his sons saw him wrestle already. They're old enough to have remembered him wrestling at the last few WrestleManias. So it's not like he's doing this for his kids. He doesn't need the payday. He's already a millionaire. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Just to get over on the roster? Yeah, what I do you think, not, Aaron? I was not pleased. I don't have an opinion of it. Okay. Like, I, I don't want to say, oh, I don't have an opinion of it, but like... No, I understand. It's like, I've seen... We're, I watched a Royal Rumble where Johnny Knoxville was involved in it. Right. <laughs> so, if Shane McMahon comes out after Johnny Knoxville, I'm just like, okay, well... I'm fine with it, I guess, because I'll put Shane McMahon over Johnny Knoxville. So your Johnny Knoxville was enough to numb you to the pain that was Shane McMahon 
afterwards. Yeah, like like <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have a lot of hatred towards Shane McMahon. Okay, fair enough. Shane McMahon is actually I don't want to say you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. But the way he I has actual it, wrestling experience. He's an actual wrestler. Right. I, I I like I'd say he's more of a wrestler than Vince. I could understand that, but I, I just so, I don't know. So All if right. you tell me Shane shows up, I'm cool with it. Our next and, questions and and, and and the way if if they're saying it was his booking, I think it was stupid. But Shane actually being in the Royal Rumble, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, understandable. Right. Our next set of questions comes from Nathan Roberts, a longtime viewer of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And here on If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking, and he asks, what was everyone's favorite and least favorite parts of the show? Aaron, go ahead and kick us off. My favorite part of the entire Royal Rumble show was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Good choice. And, and your least favorite? Was Ronda Rousey winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. Nate? Um, my favorite part of the show, honestly, and this might come as a shock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, actually, my favorite match of the show was was Becky and Dewdrop. Okay, so that was my favorite part of the show. My least favorite part of the show. Probably. I don't have one. Okay. I don't have one. That's respectable. Um, I I, I just, I I, I liked the whole show. I don't have a least favorite part. Maybe, like you said earlier, Archie, maybe Johnny Knoxville actually eliminating someone of substance. Right. I could put that in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have anything on the show that I I, I necessarily wanted to shit on. So, right. Well, my favorite part of the show um, was Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. I thought they told an incredible story, and even yeah. though the ending was a was a no DQ was a DQ, it it leads to the to the prolonging the story if they choose to. And in Seth saying, "You still couldn't beat me, Roman," and in Roman mm-hmm. Reigns getting obsessed and going even harder to try to destroy Seth Rollins. And, um, and, and and in your match, I had my favorite spot on the whole show. That fucking spear and a fucking pedigree. That was fucking great. Yep, yep. definitely. Uh, my least favorite moment of the match of the night. Um, I know I've shit on Shane McMahon and Johnny Knoxville, but that really didn't bother me. Um, it was the place. Um, it, it had nothing to do with the show itself. It was the placements of the matches. Yes, okay, you let Roman and Seth open the show. You do the first Royal Rumble, the Women's Rumble. Following it with Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop was wrong. That should have been where Edge and Maurice versus Miz and, um, you know, Miz and Maurice and Edge and Beth were. Then you should have done the women's title match, then the world title match, and then gone into the men's Royal Rumble. And you know what? Hearing you talk about that, um, I changed my mind. (laughs) <laughs> okay. The worst part of the show was Shane McMahon eliminating Kevin Owens. That uh, 
Kevin Owens has built himself up again. He just re-signed a contract. That really bugged me. Of all people, a guy he's already feuded with, too. So it's not like we're going to re-get into KO versus Shane McMahon. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. I digress. Second question. Did you guys see my, my post about Kevin Owens? No. What would you say? I said that Kevin Owens and... Uh, um, 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 the fucking... <sighs> This is when I'm ahead. No, stop making your noises, Nate. <laughs> um, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and John Goodman. Oh, yes. You like I love, skinny. Yeah, I love <laughs> Kevin Owens. And I love John Goodman. Mm-hmm. But I love... Fat Kevin Owens. <laughs> I love fat. Well, John. he didn't lose that much weight, though. That's the whole funny thing. I'm just saying and they're he both lost twenty pounds. They're both toned. Moving on to the second okay. question that Nathan mm-hmm. Roberts had was, "What are y'all's thoughts on guys like Cesaro?" Which we talked about a little bit, but we'll get into a little more detail here. What were our thoughts on guys like Cesaro and Finn Balor and being left out? And Johnny Knoxville and Shane McMahon being put in the rumble. Nate, go ahead. You start us off. Knoxville, I understand. Right. This is a for, for entertainment purposes. I love or hate it. This is an entertainment conglomerate at this point. Right. Shane Ixnay. Ixnay on Shane. Like I am done with Shane McMahon. Um and I definitely would have loved to see both Finn Balor and Cesaro, but personal feelings, Cesaro, most definitely, definitely in the Rumble. Definitely. And I love Finn Balor. I'm not, I'm not discounting him at all. No, I, think I he's know. great, but I'm just a bigger fan of Cesaro. And um, to me, Cesaro is right up there with Shelton Benjamin as one of the biggest misses in WWE history. Yep. I agree. Aaron? I understand the question he's asking. He's like, is a John and Knoxville being in there a bigger like travesty than Finn Balor or Cesaro being in there? And I look at it this way. <clears throat> when I watch WWE now, when I see something like Johnny Knoxville and I'll and I'll say this now, like when I when I was watching the Royal Rumble and, mm-hmm. and five, four, three, two, one, and the Jack's ass theme hit or whatever, that was my time. That was my cue to go, well, I can go take a minute and a half. <laughs> and then okay. come back. I understand. Like, I understand. This, is, this is never going to go away now. If you're no. a wrestling fan, and if you want to watch the WWE, you're going to have to deal. With, you got to put like up with Snooki, Johnny Knoxville. Snooki, uh, fucking... Um, Kim Kardashian. Anything you watch, you're going to have to deal with it. Right. So you're either going to have to sit through it, or you're going to have to walk away from it for five minutes. I agree. I agree. That's how I look at Johnny Knox. Like, it's not going to go away. And Nate, you talked about this earlier. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Right. 
So, right, turn it off. Honestly, the minute Johnny not the minute I knew Johnny Knoxville was coming out in the Royal Rumble was the minute and a half that I left the fucking room because it's like I don't want to watch that. Mm. So, honestly, I'm indifferent to it. I understand. I don't, I don't. I don't give a shit. And if I'm Finn Balor, if I'm Finn Balor, and they tell me. You can have a Saturday off of work because we're giving Johnny Knoxville your spot. <laughs> I'll be like, thank you, brother. I'm going to drink my Guinness. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be fucking happy. I've seen Finn <laughs> Balor's wife and she's hot as shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to bang my wife, still get paid, and not have to be yep. eliminated by Johnny fucking Knoxville. That that so money's still that money's still gonna hit the direct deposit on Friday. That's yep. right. That's so, true. God bless him. Um, I, I I was upset neither were in the match, but, it, but like Aaron said, you know what? They still got a payday. It's not like it changed anything. And there's always going to be a celebrity involved. We'll probably get another celebrity involved at WrestleMania. It may even be Rob Gronkowski because he's not playing for the Buccaneers anymore this year. So he may do another run in at the Andre the Giant, you know, and, and probably, well. probably bad, bad Bunny too. Right, Bad Bunny's always going to be there. And, I think we should. I think we should have a six man. He actually tag. did really good, by the That's way. What I was he's say, he's, he's actually athletic. Thing. I was going to say one thing. Go ahead. I don't hate Bad Bunny. No, I don't either. I, I that's don't why I'm not. He's like he's like Tyson. Him. He's like Tyson. He respects the business, no, it's but, not even, but also say, he does like things Tyson. that. Go ahead, sorry, Archie. He's doing that. things like a Rey Mysterio would. He's doing high flying moves that are like okay. Well, at least he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say like bad. I I'd put Bad Bunny in like you said with Tyson. You know, he, he's a fan of it. I, I, I'm i like, man, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is... He's a good bunny. <laughs> he's a good bunny. There's terrible cele- celebrities. Yes. If good, anybody wants... Good bunny. <laughs> good bunny. He gonna held be, that... He's going he's gonna to be on a list of good celebrities for me. Definitely. And he'll probably make the Hall of Fame in about ten years. But he's but he's that's okay. Of, he's on a list of good celebrities for me. Definitely, definitely. That's why I'm not including him guys like, in my rants. Like Mike Tyson, right? Bob Barker, Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline is an un underappreciated celebrity in wrestling. <laughs> he, he, he took a pretty good. He took a pretty good. Uh, uh, Fu. He was a fantastic heel. Can I make a proposition quickly? What? On all future episodes of all WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. whenever we have a celebrity that we think is a positive celebrity in wrestling, he's a good bunny. They will be a good bunny. I like it. <laughs> all right, moving on to our last hey, bit of questions. Hey, hey, yeah. Yes. Um, from Cheyenne Ortiz, the voice the of voice. the asylum, uh, a good friend of ours and an announcer in the wrestling business. Uh, he asked us, which Rumble is our favorite one? Not the best, but our favorite. I'm going to go first here. 
because you both know the answer, and I'll make it short and sweet. 1992, Ric Flair wins it from number three with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. Oh, I thought this dude was just asking on the show. He was asking all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, go ahead. Aaron, Nate, whichever one you want to go next, go ahead. I'll go. Um, Mm -hmm. Greatest Royal Rumble of all time. Did you say your worst Royal Rumble, though? No, your favorite Royal Rumble. Not the best. Your favorite Royal Rumble of all time. Well, it's, it's the same one you said. Ninety-two yeah. Royal Rumble. It's fucking, of course. That's, that's one of the greatest matches of all time. Yes. The nineteen ninety-two Royal Rumble is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the fucking greatest wrestling matches of all time. And without a doubt, it is the um, epitome of a eighties. Everybody settle your shit. Right. Right. And I'm going to make you a quick statement before Nate goes. If you don't have Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan commentating that match, it's not as good. They made that match just that much more better. Everything. That's, that, that's Ric Flair winning the 80s. The 92 yep. Rumble. Go ahead, Nate. You're up. It is the 92 Rumble. Um, but just to, <laughs> I guess, just to um, throw another one in the mix, okay. you know, just to, the 92 Rumble is the greatest Rumble match of all time, hands Agreed. down, end of story. Agreed. There's no better story ever told in that, in that, in that variant, variant of match. Um, but a second place for me. Just to throw, like I said, just to throw a number, another one in, is ninety seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that is a good rumble. That's Austin. You, you, yeah, you, you, that's the that's the kind of the screw job thing with Brad. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the beginning name. of the Austin three sixteen. But ninety two is definitely the best one. My my second favorite is. Um, 98. I like the 98 Rumble. Another good one, yeah. Austin again. But everything about that, Austin, McMahon, China, it -hmm. all came together to make the storyline for that match good. All right, Cheyenne's second question. Which superstar should have competed at WrestleMania that hasn't? Wow. That's a tricky one, right? Who gets to answer that one first? Whoever wants to. <laughs> We're throwing it out there. Who wants to go first? I can give my name. Go ahead. Brian Pillman. Nicely done. I agree Brian, with you. Brian Pillman never got a WrestleMania match. I agree with you 100%. Brian Pillman should have got a WrestleMania match, and he never got a chance to. Like, why was Brian Pillman not... Signed by the WWF in nine, like bef- like in ninety five, you know what I mean, or nine, or even yeah, eight, eighty nine. Why was Brian? He had a big contract from WCW. They offered him I, big I understand money. Understand that, but if you're running a wrestling company and you look at fucking Brian Pillman, why are you not like I'm? I'm Vince McMahon. I can throw any amount of money at anybody. I'm gonna fucking take this guy. 
<sighs> I guess Vince didn't see anything in a married away. Were the Rock and Roll Express in the '98? Uh, the Rock and Roll Express was in the Royal Rumble, or not the Royal Rumble? They were in that Battle Royal. All right. Well, I guess I'll say this: they should have had at some point in their career had a tag team taking match. Yeah. Yeah. That's I agree with that because I almost, I almost put Bobby Eaton on there. Yeah, Bobby Eaton's another yeah, good Midnights, choice. too. The Midnights. Yeah. Like the actual Midnights, not Bart Gunn and Bob Holly. No. <laughs> no, please don't. No. But, but, yeah, I think Brian Pillman right. should have been at fucking WrestleMania. Now, this this third match, this third question, I think I know he, I know the answer he what's wants. Your, what's, your, what's your answer, Archie? Oh, I, I agreed with you, Brian Pillman. Okay, okay. I've been racking my brain for, like, the whole day trying to think of an answer, and I couldn't. You gave, you came up with Pillman, and you saved me. What about Wahoo <laughs> McDaniel? Huh? I don't like Wahoo McDaniel. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> Jesus. Where one day you, you and I and Aaron need to have a show where you just, like, interview me and ask me who I don't like, and when I name these people, a lot of our fans are going to start hating me. When I tell them I don't like Larry Zabisco, I don't uh, like I you don't son like, of a botch. I don't like Jesse Ventura. I don't like uh, 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 superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, he's a piece of you shit. Know? That's fine. No, but but even before he became a piece of shit, these were guys when I was younger. Before, I detested before, them before he became. A piece <laughs> you know, he was always a piece of shit. You know what I mean, Aaron. Before he showed it, um, you know. You don't like Wild Daniels. I just never was into him. I was more of a. How could I? How could I put it this is way? Is it McDaniel or McDaniels? That's a good well, question for another show. Is it Kernodal <laughs> or Kunoodle? <laughs> okay, Archie right. doesn't like Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> Larry's, Larry's a Bisco. Jesse Ventura. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you talking as? Are you talking about as wrestlers or personalities? Wrestlers. Oh, wrestlers! Yeah, Jesse Ventura is a shit wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with their person. Jesse well, Ventura is an actor, as an as an actor and a mayor. He's fine with being a governor. I'm he's fine with a him. Was a governor, you know? <laughs> I, I'm I'm a governor. You know? <laughs> but but right. Larry was a good personality and wrestler. <laughs> All right, Cheyenne's next question. Which I think he wants his ego stroked a bit. Name on an under name an underrated announcer. Cheyenne Ortiz. Yeah, that's what he I wants. Did. He has it. We do love you, Cheyenne. We, we do. do. We do. But we're not. We're going to put him out of the equation. Right. Are we talking play by play or ring announcer? Give me both. Play by play. Or like in the booth, essentially, mm-hmm. I would say underrated is uh, current current announcer M- Pat McAfee. Okay, people shit on him. Yeah, they I do. Fantastic. They do. I think he's and fantastic. it's it's the same people who love the the guy that was in NXT, Mauro Ranello, who used to jump at everything and scream "Mamma Mia." Mm-hmm. They hate Pat Ma- McAfee, but yet Pat McAfee is just a white version of Mauro Ranello. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then as far as a ring announcer goes, I would say an under underrated, like, getting in the ring, like Howard Finkel and introducing the match, mm-hmm. 
that doesn't get enough attention, surprisingly, is Mark Lawrence. Okay. From from World Class. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron. So I got to do a commentator and a ring announcer. Yes, sir. Um, a commentator, I'd say Kevin Kelly. Okay, good choice. I don't think he's really underrated, though. He gets the credit he deserves. Yeah, but he's talking about when he was in WWE, I think. I don't think he does. I don't think Kevin Kelly gets enough credit. So, Kevin Kelly. Okay. And then ring announcer. And Jimmy Q. I was actually going to say. Jimmy Q. All right. I've been watching. I have honestly, you're laughing. <laughs> laughing. I'm Jim Q. <laughs> you were fucking laughing. But I've been getting drunk in my recliner. The story gets better and better. Watching WWF All Stars. And he's like, I'm sitting up here. And Joe John Sahori and this guy and that guy and I'm the blessed one every blessing <laughs> and every time Joe Q announces himself they fucking pop fantastic it's amazing all right and so. and 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 and, and, and I was just watching the other day. He uh, he announced the doctor sitting at ringside, John Zahorian, and the people George. are like, Joe Zahorian, George Zahorian, George Zahorian, yeah, George Zahorian, and they were like, boo, and they showed him, and he had his like, he had like an actual lab coat on, <laughs> and it's fucking afro. And they were like, boo, and he was like sitting at ringside. But let like like let's get away let's get away from Joe McHugh. Okay. All right. For me to answer this question. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Nate, no, 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 Nate, you're fine. You're fine. You Nate you Spolman. apologize too much. You apologize too much for things Nate that are not Spolman bad. Up Joe McHugh because I love Joe McHugh. <laughs> For me, play by play ring announcer, uh, commentator, Joey Styles does not get enough credit for what he did in ECW. Yeah, I mean, being a the, one I, man. I, yes, and I and I, I joke about it for your show a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, you're the Joey Styles of the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. Right. You do your show on your own, but to commentate a wrestling show by as hectic as ECW. Yes. <laughs> with something going on in every corner. You and, know. Yes, and it being coherent right. is amazing. Right. Joey was right. so fucking good. He he did a shoot in a shoot promo against Jerry Lawler in WWE before he quit on Monday Night Raw. And he said, You know, you knocked me off of WrestleMania, and I understand that because you wanted Jim Ross to call WrestleMania. But then I wasn't good enough to do backlash. Meanwhile, in ECW, I called every TV show and every pay-per-view by myself. Didn't mm-hmm. need a color man then. Don't need one now. And I believed every minute of it because he didn't. 
He didn't right. need Joe Gertner. He didn't need uh, Cyrus the Virus. He didn't need anybody next to him. The only guy I liked him doing commentary with when he did join him was Rick Rude. Because Rude would say something so off-coloring that Styles would go, oh, Jesus, they're getting thrown off the air. You right. know what I mean? But Joey Styles, hands down, most underrated announcer. Uh, and ring announcers, I I like the, the young lady... Uh, known as JoJo, who married Bray Wyatt. I think that yeah, she did no, a great I, job for Lillian Gar after Lily Gar Garcia who, left. Actually, talking about the Rumble, who was that girl that did the uh, introduction for According the Rumble? According to David, she won in a contest about a month ago to be there for like on house shows, and mm -hmm. they liked her so much they gave her a full-time contract. What a job she did. Right? Well, she I, was wasn't, fantastic. I wasn't trying to pull you away from JoJo. No, no, just, no. When you said JoJo, it made me think of her. Right. You did a really good job so, doing an intro. I want to say the name that I was going to say before Nate fucking okay. brought up Joe McHugh and got me going on that because it was fucking, that dude was awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> but it was the name I was going to say before Nate swung me because I knew where he wanted me to go. It was okay. like, I felt like I was in like, a fucking defend like a defending prosecutor or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna take you this way." Like, I was like, "Oh, this guy, this guy was convicted of murder," and Nate was like, "I'm Joe McHugh." Be like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> listen, what I'm saying, I'm for real, not playing." <laughs> you know who I think was actually a really good. Fucking ring announcer. Oh. Rhubarb Jones. Who? Uh, Saturday Night 92. Oh. He announced okay. WCW from like late 91 until like late, like early 93, late 92 in WCW. Was, was David Penzer sick? He wasn't even there yet. Oh, okay. You can't, you can't. Archie, mm -hmm. you can have a rhubarb pie, but you can't have a pincer pie. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that with you. I am not even going to go into that with you after what you told me Chad said on Reliving the Extreme. I'm leaving it alone. Oof. I'm leaving it alone. All Wait, right. The last am question. Wrong, am I wrong that rhubarb Jones is bad? <clears throat> bad or good? Either one. I liked the guy. <laughs> He was so bad, he was good. Rubarm <laughs> Jones is good. All right. Last question. Cheyenne's last question. Your thoughts on the metric system? Hogwash. <laughs> I love it. You know what? We're done. I'm not even going to let Nate or myself answer. I love oh. it. <laughs> Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> I was going to say, those, uh, those metric system users... Let's talk about how we don't use it in the United States. Yet I have five kilograms of Coke in my pocket and a nine millimeter. Right. So we're good. We're all right. All I'm going to say is I'm willing to believe that a quarter pounder ch tastes better than a Royale with cheese. <laughs> my favorite movie. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you are you. welcome, sir. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Fuck I want to thank Canadians. 
<laughs> for the beginning of the show, for the beginning of the show, we will have the Royal Rumble theme as the open. Yes. And for the end of the show, the Royal with cheese. Yes, we will have the the like song it. by Chuck Berry from the Twist Contest from Pulp Fiction. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, I first want to thank my two co-hosts, Nate and Aaron, who stuck it out with me for over two hours on this show. It was a marathon, but we like to talk. We get in the wings when it weeds when it's the three of us. It just so happens to happen every time. And the boss is an alcoholic, so. Hey, uh, we all are. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank David Gold, who was here for a little while, and then his internet connection got knocked out. David and I want to thank. Yes, he did. And I want to thank you guys for joining us this week and staying here during this entire marathon. Um, next week, we'll be back to our normal, uh, regularly scheduled programming of NXT and AEW, and maybe a couple of little things thrown in there to spice it up just a little bit. We might have Mark Brew back if he's done with his horseman business. Although, when he gets involved with Steve Mongo McMichaels, you can't really pull him away. Maybe. Anything you gentlemen would like to say as your parting words? Hogwash. I love it. <laughs> really? That's all Aaron has is hogwash. I love it. I want I want a shirt that says hogwash on it now. <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening to this show. I am a big fan of it. I've listened to every single episode of it. It's the greatest <laughs> thing on earth. Says and, the man who didn't know that the opening theme was if you smell what the rock is cooking. And if if you people are not listening to to maximum gold, which is apparently a thing, if you smell what the arch is cooking, which is a thing. Which is a thing. <laughs> you can't wrestle podcast, which is a thing. If you Reliving the Extreme. Reliving the Extreme, which is apparently a thing. Um <laughs> The year that, the year that was, was a slice which is of apparently time. a thing. Slice of time, which is apparently a thing. If you guys aren't listening to this shit, what the fuck are you listening to? Exactly. Goddamn white what, noise. What are you, what are you listening to? Moron. David Meltzer and, 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 and yeah, Claire's podcast? David Meltzer and the fucking goddamn fucking Olympics. What the fuck? How many times doing? could you how many times could you hear Conrad Thompson on a on a Freaking podcast. Yeah, (laughs) Nate, your parting words, sir. I'm sorry. (laughs) First I loved it. (laughs) Firstly, thank you to Aaron for knowing exactly nothing of what is going on. (laughs) I mean every goddamn show. (laughs) And secondly, Archie did I not name every goddamn show? You did. You did. After you did. That I do not listen to After some coaching. You did. I did. <laughs> and uh, Archie, thank you for letting Archie the, the one man party. Thank you for letting the Maxim Brothers hijack your show this week. It's always a pleasure. And I hoped everybody loved the Royal Rumble and our coverage of it. And um, uh, please enjoy. Every single show here on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. We love the Netherlands. As we yes, we do. And we yes, are we working do. hard to give you the best content in podcasting. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, I will remind you if you don't like something about wrestling, 
change the channel to one of the other shows that are on. If something you didn't like on TV is bothering you that much, go outside and yell. But don't go on message boards and talk shit about companies because you don't know what those multi-million dollar companies are doing in order to get over and make the rest of their fans happy. One person does not make a spoke on the wheel and does not change what the wrestling company is going to do. So if you're going to complain, make sure that you complain about something you can actually fix. Yeah, watch the King of Queens, you dingus. There you go. For Nate and Aaron, I am Archie Mitchell, and I will see you next time on If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking.